Hey, uh, welcome to the So So Scrutiny Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Stocks, and with me are Robert Maine, Captain, look at that big blood stain, and our annual Halloween special guest, Casey Fox. On Halloween night, there will be scares and shocks. Fox and shot. Yeah, that works. It, it just, works. It, it, the sentence was like too long. I had to still remember the rhyme. Yeah. No, that works. So like- now that we've graduated from, you know, single two line rhymes, now we got we have to write <laughs> long sentences. Adventures. Captain. Who, who's the captain? It was what? like it was as if I was thinking like crime scene, like a horror oh. crime right. scene, like a mur- like Michael Myers just murdered I, somebody. I was, I was picturing like I was on a ship, mm-hmm. like a captain ship. Oh, that yeah. could work too. That I where you were going what, to? I, yeah. what would you say? Like what? What would you say? Like detective? There you go, detective. Look at that big blood okay. stain. Now you got there it. There you go. Because I was like, <laughs> captain, like. There's was there, a, was there a war on the ship right. or something? Like I'm I'm in. Like I like the rhyme, Corey. Yeah, let's get yeah. It. All right. What are we listening to? I don't know. You chose it. Devil Wears Prada. <laughs> They're so good. Zom- the first zombie EP. They this have two good. zombie EPs. It's always it's like a must listen during Halloween. The chainsaw so. is pretty badass. That's pretty yeah. It's cool. Classic. That that and like the shotgun. Like those are classic hardcore yeah. sound effects they put in the songs. I think there is one at the end of it. No, like I don't know about Not this, this song, song, but, but they, in the one EP, of them, of course, boom, they gotta kill the zombie somehow, right? Yeah, yeah. the boomstick. Yeah, dead. it has to be really like hillbilly though. Like, yeah. all right, what are we doing today, Corey? Today you will be hearing about um, the Queen Mary. We did a segment on the history of the Queen Mary and some of the creepy stuff that goes on there that we write about. I'm sure you've heard mm-hmm. a lot about that as well, Casey. Definitely. You been there? Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yeah, for their events as well as I've spent the night on there before, too. Ah, it's super cool. I've we'll never, have to talk about that. Yeah, one. I've never... I've been there many times. I've been on parties, and I think I went to a show there, but I've never stayed there. Yeah, damn it. The only time I went was a tattoo convention that my artist forced me to go to to enter <laughs> his piece into a... He actually was like, the deal is I tattoo you, Nothing, you know, you no pay charge, me, but you have to go to this event oh. and you pay for the event, obviously. Right. And I was like, okay, did you get to choose go. the piece? Yeah, oh, okay, it's like a big camera on my leg. Oh, yeah, and it's like flowers and stuff. And it did really well, but um, I went on the it was in the boiler room where they yep. did it, it was really creepy. Yeah. Like, there wasn't like it was so odd, like standing in the room, there's no seats, no banners, on that. it was just like. People the boiler room, yeah. just like what the hell? looking at your leg. Like yeah. Like, hey, everyone, platforms. look at my legs. Yeah, yeah. it was creepy. <laughs> but yeah, we're gonna talk about. Um, we have our our segment on the history of Queen Mary, and then we're going to talk all things Halloween. And we have some movie reviews. Uh, Halloween Kills just came out. Um, Lamb. I, I almost forgot the name no. of the movie. Lamb. How could you forget? I honestly, you guys were talking about Halloween Kills before we started recording, and. I have no idea what the movie's about. I have no idea what you're talking about. You will see. I'm, we will I'm not talk a horror guy, so yeah, I will we'll be asking the questions yep. on that second. Yeah. But I did watch Squid Games. Okay. Yeah, and, and then Squid Game. Yeah. And that kind yep. of horror, I am fucking into. Cool. Yeah. Have you guys seen that meme of like Lisa Simpson? Um, the there's an episode. <laughs> well, there's an episode of um, The Simpsons where she goes. She's it's called Lisa the Iconoclast, and then like she's in this museum and she sees this display behind a glass case. And it's something that never happened. And then she's like, wait a minute. There was no whatever during that time. 
that's a new meme. So it's like they have like the glass case with Lisa like looking all confused at it, and it says the squid in Squid Game. Right. So it's yeah, like, wait really, a minute. There's no squids. There's no squids. Yeah, it's really, really funny. Uh-huh. No. It's yeah. It's it's the way the, the shape. The, it's yeah. the shape of the the game. Board. The game. Yeah. But yeah, but they're no. like the actual animal. They they nope. don't even eat it or anything. Nope. It's no. Weird. It is odd. Yeah. My. Uh, well, let's get into shooting the shit because uh, yeah. yesterday on set, my director came to set with a four, five, six shirt on. Oh yeah, the number, the guy, yeah, and we're like, it's oh, funny games, and it has, it's yeah, cool. I was like, yeah. they already have merch. Wow, interesting. Course, dude, it's ne- it's Netflix making that money. Yep. It is absolutely like a culture right now. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. I'm glad, and it's a different language. Yes. Like Americans are into subtitles. Yeah, what the fuck? Really cool. I mean, I love it. Have you guys noticed in Netflix now? It's kind of exploded with like. I don't like to call them foreign films, yeah. foreign just the, but foreign films yeah. like they're like all over, which is great because yeah. there's some really and now, good. And now people films. are like, oh, I like Squid Games. There's other stuff like that from yeah. Korea. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. They've been doing this for years, guys. Yeah. <laughs> they're really good at it. <laughs> but yeah, yeah uh, I've been on a movie for the last three weeks. Um, I think you guys will like this movie. It's kind of, it's not a horror, but it's like a. Um, it's weird. weird. It's, it's a thriller. Yeah, um, sure. It's got some twists. Um, don't want to give too much away, but it's been. It's been. <laughs> can you give away who's in it? No. Yeah, I can. Yeah, I could probably say that. Um, it's not nobody big. Um, kind up. of, if you think about well, it. The main actress, she's an actor. They've been in. They've been in stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, all these people have been in stuff that you've probably watched. Uh, the main actress is her name is Abby Cornish. And then um, the second lead is Laz Alonzo, who you might know as Mother's Milk. Do you watch The Boys? I do not. You should watch oh, The Boys. I know. It, it's, on, it's on a very long yeah. list. It's pretty Have you seen Doom intense. Patrol? What's that? You've seen Doom Patrol? No, not yet. That's a good one, too. I put, like, those are kind of in the same boat. Yeah. They're very, like, Weird, yeah. they're comic book, superhero, yeah. violent. But yeah. I like The Boys better. But, um, yeah, he's, like, one of the main guys in that as Mother's Milk, if you watch the show. Um and then uh, this girl named Moon Bloodgood. Isn't that a good name? Wow. Moon, I don't it's know. Like Sherry I want to ask zombie. her, like, is that a stage name or is right. that really your name? Is like, Rob Zombie's last name is not Zombie. What's his name? Robert look whatever. It up. You have a uh, supercomputer well, yeah. in front of you. Um, and then this guy named Silas Mitchell, you probably recognize. He's like a character actor. You, you ever seen Rat Race? Yeah. He was like um, Seth Green's like brother. Gotcha. Yeah, he's like the bumbling. F- he's he was fun. He's a he's a he's a Dodger fan. So we were talking baseball and stuff. Um, and That's then, funny. And then we actually we had a uh, my first like COVID scare on set where uh, one of the actors tested positive and they had to recast mm-hmm. him. Oh, they did. Um, yeah. So they brought this guy named Justin Min, who if you watch the Umbrella Academy, he's like the Asian guy in it. Okay. I don't. I don't. I haven't watched it. Yeah. I, a lot of people, yeah, yeah, it's really popular. It is. We're glad you guys had him. to like recast the guy, like he yeah. tested and then recast. Yeah, it was actually a, a a black guy at first, and now they brought in an, an Asian guy, which I thought was great because Laz is black. It's like it would be a bunch of white people. And black yeah, people. true, true, true. Bring some diversity into the crime yeah. thriller, you know. And he's great. He's he's a he's a really good actor. Um, but yeah, it's been the first two weeks were <clears throat> kind of fun, but this last week was just it was really hard. This this is one of the Compared to the Machine Gun Kelly mod something, like that was <laughs> a little unorganized. That was hard because it was so long. I just didn't get enough sleep and stuff. This one, we're really trying to do like ten hour days. So like <clears throat> music videos and commercials and stuff, they're usually like twelve hour days. You you you're on set and you're offset for twelve hours, but that means there's still rap. Like we rap in twelve hours, but mm-hmm. you could still be there for two more hours rapping mm-hmm. out. So now we're doing like 
10 hour days so it's like we wrap for 10 hours and there might be like an hour left of wrapping so it's a lot easier we're getting home earlier getting more sleep but the project is just draining i'm what you call a second second ad so like there's the first ad who like runs the fucking shit he's the boss like other than the director and then the second ad kind of deals with more like the uh paperwork and scheduling all the stuff the first ad can't do while he's or she's working on set and then second second ad deals with all the talent so like i have to do with all these actors mm-hmm. and they're actors and <laughs> some, of them, some like... of them are some of them are pretty great i'm not gonna i'm not gonna start yeah. talking shit now but and i and i appreciate that they take it so seriously like we get to play pretend professionally like, yeah I, I think they forget that sometimes yeah but i appreciate that they take it so seriously and they want things to be perfect and so it's it's challenging i'm drained i'm ready to, <laughs> for it Stop. to be over yeah but I'm, re- I'm actually really this is one of the few like indie movies i worked on where i'm like i can't wait to see this like this looks really good the acting was great um so yeah that's what i've been doing for the last three weeks cool um let's go let's go to yeah. our guests i don't care about yeah. you casey what have you been <laughs> up to uh, I have been back and forth to Vegas, uh, where I live in California, working a little bit, doing pet sitting back in Vegas and then, uh, doing whatever I can for the spooky season down here in California. So I've gone to knots multiple times, just did haunted hayride, just did a day at Disney. Um, what else have I done? I went to reign of terror out. In All right. Well, let's Park. get into that. Yeah. Which one's been so been good so far post COVID. So I don't know everything. Like I was saying before we started, I, I don't I don't really hate most things. So there's always going to be something that I love about an event. Knott's is home. I mm. That was my first job. That was my first haunt way back in two, uh, 2002. First job in 2007. Um, Halloween haunt will always be. Sorry, home. Ashley's calling me. For sure. No, let's, let's put her on. Let's go on. Hey, what's up, Ashley? You're interrupting the So-So Scrutiny podcast. <laughs> We're good. What's up? Uh, what time are we meeting and where are we meeting? Uh, oh, yeah. We're going to uh, – Corey and I are going to a show later uh, for the audience members. And Ashley. Uh, well, uh, they got to uh, – Corey and Liz are going to drive separately. Let me call you after the podcast and we'll figure it out, you and I. How much, how much time do I have? For me to call you back? No, fool. Before we go. Oh. <laughs> uh, maybe like noon. Do you want me to meet you at your house? Mm, I'll call you about it because no. – you're kind of out of the way for you. This is a great podcast. Yeah. Oh, it is. Enjoy your podcast and enjoy the so-so scrutiny with these two handsome And also Thank make you. sure to check out What's Your Position podcast. Also, check out What's Your Position podcast. You don't get an ad in the... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> You'll hear an ad later. All right. Love you. I'll call you back. Love you. Bye. Love anyway. Right. We never yeah. get calls on the podcast. Yeah. No Sorry. And you can call hotline. Oh, thank you for bringing so that up. Do that. It's and uh, just tell us funny. The phone number jokes, is hold whatever. on. Let's, let's say it. phone number is three two three eight eight zero so so seven six seven six right. Yeah, I'm so happy we got so so. Nice. Yes. And then what's position has one too. That one's oh shit. It's something five one three sixty nine sixty nine sex. Nice. That's yes. great. Right. Yeah. Anyway, that's sorry. awesome. Oh, Back no, to knots. Yeah. Is your home. Knott's is my home. Um, I'm really glad to have it back this year. Uh, unfortunate that we only got one maze replacement because they retired Shadowlands and infected in 2019. And we only got one new maze this year, which was Mesmer, which is over underneath Accelerator. But it it is amazing. It, good? it is such Damn. a good maze. 
it's tempting. It'll, I, it'll like, still be around, which is the nice thing about knots that they yeah. don't they keep their mazes for a few years, unlike a lot of the other haunts. What is next? Is next year one of the like um, anniversaries Good or something? Question. Is it like honestly, fifty years? I think it might be. I want to say it's, I want it scary, scary farm. Oh. I want to say it's like fifty years. And my idea was like pick all the retro mazes I that are like your best. We were talking about this, and yeah. boom. I back. wish, but I don't know that they will. Yeah. Um. After this year and having to pick back up after the yeah, stumble of gonna COVID, it's going to be rough. And I know that they only did the one new maze this year because of budget and everything. So mm-hmm. I. Yeah, but it, it's good. You know, the the monsters are all doing their thing. Everyone's out there. The street teams are great. The mazes are great. The entertainment is great. Puppet Up is back this year. The Jim Henson raunchy oh, puppets so cool. improv. It's his brother, right? Isn't uh, it his brother? It's, it's Brian Henson, so it's his son. Son. Yeah. Sorry, not brother. Yep. They're <laughs> yeah. they're like old. Right. They would be dead already, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, oh my god. Like her his son, yeah, I know, did the the um puppet thing. So they've been doing this since nineteen seventy three. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. I yeah. was like, I don't know if I got the right page or not. Holy yep. shit. Yeah. So next not next year, but the following year will be We need years. to petition yeah. for that. Right. I'm sure they'll like, do something. Because Knott's cool. is doing like a hundred years. They did right the hundred year yeah. celebration, and so they, they did like that. really cool interactive like photo spots and yeah. whatnot. So hopefully they'll do something like that yeah. because their their interactive game has really stepped up over the last couple of years. So it'd be mm-hmm. really cool to see. I, that. I have a little inside information of why kind of knots has kind of stepped up their game the last few years. They've uh, hired ex Disney employees. Yes, they have. Yeah, and so that they those people have been trained by the masters and that bringing all this knowledge over to knots Super cool. and all the marketing and stuff. Yeah, yep. my. Uncle uh, Brad Ziggin of the Ziggins, he plays in Kirk in oh, the Hillbillies. Yeah. Yeah, he, play, yeah. he plays drums in the oh, band. Oh, nice. So That's funny. if you go to Knott's during the day, they're playing like fun, spooky crazy song. Crazy Kirk in the Hillbillies. Yeah, That's, crazy. That's cool. what it is. Crazy Kirk in the Hillbillies. Yeah, um, yeah and they're fun. They play like uh, covers that are like bluegrass. And they're, yeah. dude, these old dudes know how to fucking <laughs> yeah. rip, dude. They're, they're so amazing. Good. Yeah. So check them out. If so you Knott's. liked. Haunt was great, Haunt right? Haunt was great, yeah. Uh, Reign of Terror out, out in Moore Park, Thousand Oaks area is great. Um, it's interesting because it's instead of like knots where you do a maze, go get in line for another maze, yeah. do a maze, get in line. It is all their themes condensed into one line. So you only wait once and it's 180 rooms that you go in one oh, after shit. another, after another, after another. Dude, uh, what kind of building is this? Uh, okay. It's I think it's in an old gym or something. It's in like an outdoor market, kind of like the block. Oh. And so oh. they have like, a, it's either, it was either a department store or something where they have a lot of, yeah. a lot of space. Right, yeah, that's a lot of space. Yeah. Creepy. It was really, really good. They, because of COVID, they kind of cut back on the scare actors and yeah. relied heavily on animatronics. And some of those animatronics were amazing. That's like super the, cool. the movement of them and the the reach of them was I highly recommend it. Wait until Boston Dynamics gets into the Halloween like <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, the, the creepy robot like robot dude. No, yeah. forget yeah. those things. Well, you guys want to get scared, right? Yep. That's gonna yeah, be yeah. That would that would chip my pants. Boston That's Dynamics scary. Get into the Halloween game, <laughs> and then um so. You went to Reign of Terror, um, and then I was curious about like Haunted Hayride. Yeah. It's probably pretty much the same as it is because they don't have as many restrictions, right? Because so, everybody's like, yeah, yeah it, um, it's the the Hayride itself, and then it's three other mazes. I was a little disappointed this year, but we went on a Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday is always a, a slow day. D- yeah, the thing that I loved about Hayride in 2019 is they started uh, Midnight Falls, which is a town where it is always Halloween. 
That's and cool. And the interaction really stepped up. Um, you've got some of the people that have worked at Knott's and that went over to Hayride and yeah. started kind of helping out with things. And it was just really cool because you'd walk around and you'd have like this exterminator guy or like an ice cream truck guy and like they'd be interacting with you. We didn't really see any of that yeah. um, Wednesday night. We saw them for like a moment and then they kind of went and helped out with a, a show that was going yeah. on. So it kind of missed that interactive element mm-hmm. um but it was still great like i yeah. said i don't really if, if you're out there and you're trying to put stuff on as long as you're not hurting anybody or obviously a complete total dud i'm gonna support you yeah that's for sure just, that's how i feel about movies and yeah or even like albums somebody tried a lot of spent a lot of hours and money yep. on this like respect that yeah even I, if it is bad i do have to say the one that i thought was bad but still like applauded their thing was the drive through thing last year that was they had to work with what they had yeah. and i was glad to have something yeah you know um, it felt like at least i got this you yeah know? exactly that was the big thing didn't they have ones with like car washes too yep yeah they had that again this I, year too. i heard that's freaking cool it too. is yeah it just uh lock your doors because they open the doors and like climb into the car it's crazy we had our, do- our doors locked last year because covid and like also you're going through a fucking car wash yeah so you really don't the want door. the door open but they do like they'll they, they'll try the door they kept trying ours and i'm like uh-uh. no way ain't getting in this car but yeah that is tunnel of terror oc and that is running this year i have not checked it out where yet. is it i want to say it's in anaheim but i could be wrong i gotta find it yeah, last last year it was down like Huntington Beach off from Beach right past like Bellaterra. Um mm-hmm. but they've I think they've moved locations this year. Oh, it is Anaheim. Oh. Cool. I'll have to check that out. It's close. Uh did you go any Corey? Have you been to any? No. Um we're we're we have a baby. We're yeah, being like extra, extra careful. Just this year, next year. What we'll, oh, you know. I was trying to think. I I remember ta- someone talking to me about they went to Knott's and were really disappointed. It was Ashley. She went to a scary farm and was just like, this was like the worst year she'd ever been but to. But think about the circumstance. But, yeah. No offense, like, Ashley. You're Ashley. So like, you're not Casey. <laughs> like, she's not a fan of yeah, like, right. true. you at least appreciate. She went into true. like, I, I paid money, exactly. scare me, and they weren't. Yeah. Scary, so and and like, this year's been rough. It is. Um, it's yeah. been rough in a lot of ways because they, because of COVID, they have a lower um, occupancy. Yeah. And so in the previous years, they've started running the haunt pass. And so- you can pay a hundred dollars and you can go every single night. Yeah. They literally opened that up to only pass holders in April and did not advertise it. And I was lucky enough to have been checking because and I was just obsessed got it. Yeah. in the off season. For sure. Happened to get my pass. No one else has been able to get it. So all your like repeat people that usually get to do this right. don't. Yeah. And then all of the so all of those people are having to buy single night tickets, which ups the occupancy or ups the the crowd level. And it makes it hard. You yeah. Know? If you don't get through everything, if it's crowded, if you've got shitty people in front of you, behind you, it it, it makes Yeah, and I have had... It ruins the experience. I've gone yeah. a couple nights, like I've been four nights so far this season, and I'm very grateful that I have the ability to return again, because if I would have gone some of those nights and that would have been my only experience, I would have been devastated. Like yeah, I would not sure. have wanted to spend that money on that. Yeah, and the <clears throat> other thing is like... The people that go really make your night either can make or break your night. So we were at like Universal, Mm -hmm. I think like two years ago, and we were going through like the us maze. And then at the end, like some guy decided to say something to one of my cousin's like wives and he got 
fucking pissed and he turned around and he was like i'm gonna i will murder you basically and then the guy was just like yelling back at him and it's just like you come here to like make somebody's night like worse or what like it's stupid it's like i feel like the people who go sometimes some of them are people who just want to make everybody's life miserable it's all about them yeah it's all about them over the last year where we've sat behind keyboards and we've been protected and now we don't know and i say we collectively but it's these (laughs) shitty ass people that they're out in the real world again and they're just like i can just be shitty i'm a keyboard warrior yeah my friend um michael he's a monster at haunt in ghost town streets and he's been doing on his instagram these like haunt tips with thrash because that's one like his nickname that's cool and it's just it's all this shit it's like one of them he just said he's like if you can't legally drive uh to a haunt you probably shouldn't be coming oh yeah and probably you know the kids and the teens too and it's like yeah if you're absolutely trashed and you're coming through dots you probably shouldn't be there yeah and it's just shitty ass people it's these like people that come in and they're just like oh dude you want to fight you scared me it's like you know what you paid it and like look around the haunters documentary or whatever yeah. really like made me appreciate the people that put these things oh, on made a doc about yeah like, uh, it's really good did. actually um i do feel like they paid too much attention to that douchebag he's a douchebag yeah. but um the uh um the people at like knots like the passion they have what's the woman's name that's like the big like she's like a uh she's been on the streets like forever she was in that. I think you knew her, right? Uh, or have met I her? I mean, there's quite a few. There's She's in the 13th door as well, I think. 17th door? 17th door, 13th door. <laughs> Whatever it is. Thinking Queen Mary, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, 13th. Yeah. We'll get 13th into that. floor, I think that is. Um, yeah. But yeah. I mean, there's quite a few women. I don't know if you mean like Brooke or Lara or... I don't know. She's like older. Yeah. And she, like, she's just awesome. She's yeah. this awesome, like, lady who's oh, been doing Char. it for years. Yes. Char. Yeah. yeah. She's been doing it for years. Char? Char. Yeah. That's a cool name. Yeah. Yeah, she's badass. And like, she used to be a tour guide, like regular <laughs> season knots tour guide. And she'd always come she'd to like, like our show with these, a shit ton of kids. And she'd just be like, oh, it's one of those days. <laughs> right, I love just get it. in there. So yeah, like the people at these haunts in events, like you said, like yeah. we can appreciate what they do because yeah. they spend so much time hey, on it. An art department too. Like yeah. yes. they go and do all this shit and then they have to leave. They don't yeah. really get to see everyone enjoying their stuff. Nope. So I like yeah. it. I, some of the things our department does in those things and on movies, like I am blown it's amazing. Away. It's literally movie magic. I don't understand how they do it. <laughs> and again, Knotts is really stepping it up. I think they just dropped yesterday on their Instagram, like this mini documentary. Um, one of my friends is doing a lot of the, uh, the videoing of all the stuff, and they I didn't get to watch all of it. It's like eleven or twelve minutes, and it's just going into like character concept and just some of the. The feelings of the humans behind the monsters. And of just like so... the one they're doing right now. Yeah, that's okay, cool. Not the history of it. No, oh, okay. just like one of the monsters that's that's out that on doc, streets. That doc you're talking. What's it called? Haunters, Haunters is uh all like all the haunt events across they go to knots? like across. They have the, to go to knots, right? Aco- across they the went country, everywhere, yeah. but a lot of stuff got cut. I oh. was actually interviewed for that documentary. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it's sinister point when he when um when John was still working on the documentary, yeah. and then once you got to the final cut, it was. He had to cut a bunch of stuff 75% yeah. McKamey Manor, which I get because it's like, it's shock value and like... You've heard of McKamey Manor. No, it's like a really one you have to like sign a waiver for. Yeah, and, and he's could, an asshole. Yeah, so. and it could be like 12 hours long of just torture. Like yeah. waterboarding. Drowning and you like and stuff. It's, it's like... It's I'd rather nuts. go to Disneyland. I think Thank they you. said yeah. one time somebody like legally died right. and then like woke back up basically. I'm like... 
Cool. Ah, he's lame. Yeah, but. it just it. I'm glad that they brought light to it, but I think the the separation needed to be a little bit stronger. Of this is not what we're talking about yeah. when we say a haunt. This yeah. is an extreme. This is yeah. not what we're talking about. But it's a sociopath. Gonna, yeah. Like yeah, he's so sociopath. They, they concentrated more on him. Mm-hmm. Well, I can understand that. It's like so divisive. Yeah. And you should watch it for sure. It's good. I think yeah, I think I know who you're talking. I mean, there's like a few of those guys now have popped up doing the same thing, right? Like there's he's not the only one. Blackout doing- is another one, right? Where so. you have like sign a waiver. Yeah. I'm trying to or they're trying to be the scariest of all time. And it's we'll like fucking it- throw you in a coffin and just bury you. It's not fun. Yeah, yeah. it's Believe not me. it's it's absolute torture. And there yeah. are ones that are fun that do Shock you know the you waiver and, stuff, yeah. and whatnot. I wonder if these people that sign up for this are like the SM, what's the BS? BS, BDSM. BDSM. Yeah, like we're yeah. Like, Maybe. Like, the executives that are are always being told yes that and then have to go somewhere where they be told no. And it's like, these people have to have like th- their lives are just something. Yeah, well, it's either they have to have the yin to the yang. It's either that or it's like just like adrenaline seekers, like jumping yeah. out of a yeah. plane. You know, it's yeah. like being told you can't do this, and then it's like, yeah. oh, I'm gonna prove you wrong. And yep. Like that's that's yeah. It, it's the psychology. I would just. It. I think I would go too crazy on the people in there, like. And they're probably making your Starbucks shit. drinks. Today. Yep, right. That's the same True. people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what else we got? What uh, Robert Robert Zombie's name. Yes, <laughs> Robert oh, yeah. Zombie. What it's it? Robert Bartley. Bartley B B A R T L E H. Okay. Cummings. Bartley. Is it really? Yeah. Okay. Well, Robert Bartley Cummings. I like the... I, I can understand why he changed it early on, <laughs> yeah. but now that he's he is Rob Zombie, it'd be really funny to be like, nah, I'm going back to Cummings. Like, yeah. come at me, bro. Right. Come at me, bro. <laughs> like, I'm Rob Zombie now, still, but like, my last name's Cummings. And he th- lo- it's funny because he looks like his actor. What's the actor's name that he always hires with the beard? The crazy guy? Oh. Otis or yeah, whatever? Uh, Bill Mosley. Bill Mosley. Like, yeah. he looks exactly like Bill Mosley. I think right. I saw Rob Zombie once driving early in the morning in an ugly brown Rolls Royce. <laughs> it had to be him, right? Like, who drives Yeah, it? nope. It was literally, like, poop-colored right. vintage. Poop-colored It was, vintage it was probably a $100,000 car yeah. and big dreads. And I was actually driving a prop car to set. I was driving, like, a really nice yeah. like, 50s Corvette. Yeah. And he, like, waved me, like, oh, sweet car. And I was like... Is that Rob Zombie? Like, what the <laughs> shit? Yeah. Is that Robert Cummings? I'm gonna, yeah. Is that Robert <laughs> Cummings? I hope it was. <laughs> I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go the rest of my life thinking You should just call him Robert. Yeah. Robert I mean, Dead I saw, Guy. I Robert yeah. Zombie. Yeah. We stick together. What's up, Bartley? Yeah, Bartley. <laughs> uh, Bar- I don't know if it's Bartle. Well, no. B-A-R-T-L-E-H would be Bartley. So that's, like, that's yeah. his middle name? Yeah, it's his middle name. Oh. If it ends with an H, you got to get breathy with it. Le. Bartley. Bartley. <laughs> So, Corey, school, baby. School, baby. Wish I was doing Halloween stuff because it's my favorite. You're going to dress her up? Holiday, pretty much. Yes, we're going to be pumpkins, all of us. Adorable. Classic. kind of ridiculous. But, um, next year, we'll get more creative you, you when vegans. she's bigger. I know, right? When we're a little bit you gotta bigger. You got to dress up like what you, you, what you what eat. We yeah. eat. When, we, you when eat. she gets a little bit bigger, like next year when she can like run around and stuff, we'll yeah. put something crazy on her like creepy make you like a cannibal family if you're vegan oh, yeah you're all, all gourds for sure that's, we that's eat dark. ourselves yeah. so it's oh. really yeah become creepy. do like just throw some like dark makeup and make zombie pumpkin that would be yeah. kind of cool yeah. there you go yeah um, but, but the cute pumpkin picture the I can't, pumpkin i can't wait to see that or whatever picture. it is that yeah. that maze yeah. or whatever um but yeah so just school which has been going well like halloween season at school is interesting because some of the kids like you know, religiously or like 
culturally just can't celebrate it um which i we understand and like we had so we have like spirit week and then at the end of the week it's like halloween day you can dress up in your costume so we all dress up in costumes but we also gave the kids who can't like dress up the option to just like oh free dress because mm-hmm. they wear uniforms so it's like free dress you can wear what you want oh i didn't know that um yeah your school has uniforms yeah oh. but i mean i don't know i feel like it's on it i don't know i can't say How anything for our that? district i was never in a school that had uniforms i don't mm-hmm. i just don't i i get the point but like i i feel in my mind i always when i went to school like what i was wearing kind of like I identified me you know what I mean like if I was wearing like a band t-shirt I wanted people to see that I was wearing like a under oath t-shirt because I liked under oath that and that brings up our unofficial sponsor we've got to bring up Das Bootleg Das Bootleg I wear Das Bootleg shirts on set for that reason like people were like well like cool yeah they'll they'll see oh that's the Nicolas Cage oh I fucking love that movie now we're talking now I've got a conversation and I want people to know yeah this is I'm a movie guy and I mean (laughs) I I get it I get that they want to you know, prevent like, I don't know. I don't know what it is they're trying to prevent these days while wearing it. Well, I mean, when we were in high school, we would wear our hoodies and do all the I things guess that we weren't supposed to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if you have the kids in uniform, they're just going to try to rebel even more. But yeah. I don't know. I like it. I, I kind of, I wouldn't have liked it as a teenager if I went to school, right. but as an adult, I'm it like, does put get, these kids in their it, fucking It gets place. rid of like a lot of the distraction <laughs> yeah. and yeah. stuff like that yeah. too. So, I agree with that, but at the same time, it's like, but we kind of do a middle middle thing. We have free dress days every right. now and then where they can That's wear. Cool. What do they you want. wear a uniform? I don't wear a uniform. Do you I wear, wear like I've? I don't know about this one, but I've See, worn. That seems unfair. I have worn a DOS bootleg shirt though. That seems unfair. Yeah, that all the kids have to Teachers wear. Don't. No, we dress comfortably. We have to walk around all day long so do in they. the classroom. So do they. Know? They go to. More classrooms. But they get to sit in their classrooms. <laughs> Fucking teachers. <laughs> At least give us that. Uh-huh. Just wear I stand all we day, want. too, on film sets. Obviously, we have uniform, like a dress code. Yeah. Like, right. we can't wear. But it's you can show your tattoos, right? Yeah. That's mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, they're they're fine with that. Nor I wouldn't get hired like this at all. Um, but our di- since I have tenure, and our district is really cool about that kind of stuff. It's not part of So before of the... you got tenure, did you sh- hide them? Yeah. I did. And so then when you got it, you're like, oh, guess what? Yeah, I have But But also it depends <laughs> on your principal and your AP. Right. And it, like, so if you tried to go to another school, it'd be really hard. It'd be hard. But I think school, like, schools are starting to be a little bit more like, Dude, I think it's fine. School, like our principal needs to hire like the strict English teacher mm-hmm. and then like the nerdy math teacher and then like the cool, or I guess I already said the English, English teacher. teacher. You're yeah. the English teacher. You're the cool. You need like the cool yeah. teacher there that kids can go. And like, I'm much more like, I, I mean, I, you're cool, right? I think you're cool. I think it's a, nah. Um, I mean, you have to be. You're not the to them. Right? <laughs> really? You're the one guy that well, teacher that has tattoos. But, and... but I also am like old to them. So like, um, oh, no. so yeah. here's the thing. Yeah. I actually taught them what emo was. Yeah. Yes, the other day. So I'm like, oh, like, because they always say you're emo, you're emo, and I'm like, okay, let's stop for a minute. And I was like, what do, you, what's your definition of emo? And one of my girls said, like, oh, it's like painting your nails black, eyeliner, and stuff. And I'm like, okay, that's part of it. You're not wrong. But like, they're like, oh, it's the music you listen to, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's part of. It's like identity, like music. The way you dress, whatever. Punk. It's like a version of yeah, punk. It's like, and I told them it's rooted in punk. And then they're like, oh, cool. So I'm like, 
So you guys talk about emo and you talk about like emo music or whatever, right? What is emo music? And then one of my kids was like, oh, like My Chemical Romance. And I'm like, okay. that's a good pull. They are a Dude. little more on the punk side. No, they're, they like have the, punk. they're like the pinnacle of emo. Yeah, what are they, talking about? Well, they are. But yeah. they, they, and it's they're like the it, kings of Hot Topic. Yeah, it's <laughs> true. It's yeah. true. But they have like a punk edge to them. Yeah, but you just said that's where emo comes from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. And I said, good. Emo is good just like pull. a bunch of feminine punk rockers. Yeah, like, and then I told them about like <laughs> going emotions. to see. I told them like I'm actually my good thing because we do good things at the beginning of every class. We say my good thing is and something oh, we're excited like about. So my good thing the other day was I'm gonna go see Jimmy World like with my you know friend and my wife and everything. And then they were like, "What is that?" And I was like, oh, Jimmy World. And I explained the roots of it. Like, he was eating a lot. And then they said, like, you're going to eat the whole world. And then he ended up, they, he was like, I like that. Jimmy World. And then um, I told them Taking Back Sunday. Jim. And then they're like, they're like, Take, why do these, these bands have such weird names? And I'm like, I guess, because everybody names their band after their name right now. now. Like, true. Like, uh, what's it? Post Malone is like him. You know what I yeah. mean? Even though it's single people, but. Um, and I'm sure all those bands, if you ask, like, do you like your name? Would you want to change it? They go, oh, yeah. Yeah. We hate it. Yeah. Thr like, Thrice was like that. We yeah. And so episode. they don't like their name. Yeah. And then ultimately <laughs> what hard, it came down to, to right. is I wanted to show them what yeah. emo was. So I put together like a emo playlist. So I play it when they're walking into <laughs> the class. Like so like, <laughs> yeah, I got like dashboard going nice. and like, Classic. um, you know, taking back a little bit of taking back Sunday. Some of their stuff is a little too out there for the kids, but um, yeah, I don't think they're ready for Thursday yet. No, <laughs> um, I think I put like artists in the ambulance on okay. there, just stuff yeah. that's the like hits. catchy, yeah. you know, the stuff that was on the radio. Um, I think hit the lights is borderline emo pop punk, right? Yeah, it's more pop punk, um, but kind of like whiny. It's a bunch of stuff, yeah. And they were like, "Oh, so it's just guys that like whine and stuff." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah exactly." Instead yeah. of yelling and screaming about how much stuff they hate, they whine about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's, that's exactly what emo is. And so that yeah, that's been. What's going on with me is that's great. Introducing my kiddos emo. to emo, <laughs> and I can't wait for you that's to do it to your daughter. I mean, she's already in class. Like you're already teaching yeah, her. She yeah. doesn't know metal, it. Metal, emo, playing, all of it. Yeah, we're always playing records. Rap. I have a lot of hip hop records. Yeah, so that's good too. All right. So oh, and then I got this oh. beautiful, beautiful. You know, I love the gorillas. The yes. gorillas are one of my oh, is a, like, favorites. Are, is this a vinyl uh, roundup right now? We're doing, no, oh. no, no, no. I got one of my students came up to me yesterday uh -huh. and she's like or no the day before she had been like hey i'm like my good thing is i'm i got new watercolor stuff i'm working on watercolor like you know i i'm enjoying it i'm having fun with that and then the next day she walks up to me she's like mister i made you something and she gives me this like little like it's probably it i don't know how what size it is but it's small like this eight by, eight by ten. yeah probably eight eight, by ten. probably even a little bit smaller but um it's a painting it's a watercolor painting of the gorillas guy yeah, that has awesome. like the the hickey here he has a cigarette out yeah. of his mouth yeah. and like the hat and she's oh, like i cool. know you i love the gorillas and you love the gorillas so i painted you this oh so and cool. i was talking to my one of my administrators about it and she's like that's amazing like she spent hours on that for you like that's 
cool. It's a That's testament so cool. to like what you're doing. I'm sure you've seen that video of the teacher getting a pair of shoes from his teachers. You've seen that one? I've not. Oh, but it, it makes we'll me tear up. It, it's the this teacher had like a pair of Yeezys or something like really expensive pair of yeah. shoes that were stolen. Oh, I don't know how in his classroom. And the, the students mm-hmm. all pitched oh, in and so bought him sweet. a brand new pair. Oh, super yeah, cool. Right? That's awesome. Oh, and he like just balls. Yeah. yeah so I'll have to show you guys yeah. later. Yeah. We'll post it on our Instagram. Yeah, I'll do that. So, so screw new podcast. Um, <laughs> should we get into the Titanic stuff? Yeah. Anything else? Titanic. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's it. Titanic. <laughs> it's mini Titanic. Right? Damn it. Yeah. Queen Mary. Sorry, Queen. Um, yeah. So we'll, uh, we'll, uh, take it. Oh, let me do some. Take a little break. Take a little break, and we'll come back. We're going to scrutinize uh, Squid Games, and then... Halloween we'll- Kills. And lambs. Yes. Oh, That'll lamb. be a fun one. <laughs> um, here, now now I'll play this. Or I'll do this one. Here we go. Everyone should go listen to this record. It's so intense. Oh, Knock, it is. The new Knock Loose is just... What's re- it called? A Tear in the Fabric of Life. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's intense. All right, we'll be back. See you. fellow humans this is ashley from what's your position podcast we love to educate entertain and enlighten our listeners and discuss all things sex love and life join us for the full frontal episodes where we learn from guests around the globe about their sex lives and experiences or check out our quickies where i discuss current sex topics pump you full of statistics and fill your brain with knowledge from masturbation to anal sex, first kisses to $5 hand jobs, we've got your sex spectrum covered. Check us out on Instagram at What's Your Position Podcast and search for What's Your Position wherever you get podcasts. Stay safe, stay kind, and stay sexy. tales of apparitions, ghouls, and specters. These tales connect us in a united fear of the unknown. Sometimes we set out to make the unknown a reality. We want to see it with our own eyes, the proof that there is something mysterious lurking around every corner. Many times, one doesn't have to search for very long to find supposed haunted locales. The woods, dilapidated houses, and abandoned buildings plague our thoughts and haunt us in our dreams. One rather terrifying setting for ghosts is the open ocean aboard vessels home to lonely, wandering vestiges of the past. Today, we turn to a very real location purported to be rife with the supernatural. This is the Queen Mary. After a triumphal journey down the west coast of Britain, the Queen Mary arrives at Southampton, and once more the tugs take her in hand. And everyone who sees her agrees that she's the smartest and most up-to-date ship that has ever been seen in the docks. Or nearly the most up-to-date. Hundreds of people line the shore to welcome the liner to the harbour which will now become her home. 
Some pessimists doubted the possibility of manoeuvring the 80,000 ton giant through the narrow dock gates without a hitch. But with tugs pushing from the outside and teams of men dealing with the horses as they're cast ashore, she moves slowly forward. In the background is Britain's former largest liner, the Majestic, now ousted from service by her larger sister. The next step will be to inspect and paint the Queen Mary's hull underwater, and then after the trials she'll be handed over to her owners. So now she's one step nearer the great day when she'll cross the Atlantic for the first time, for the first time, for the first time, for the first time. The first time. In 1930, the British luxury cruise line Cunard began building a 75,000-ton passenger ship in response to Germany launching their own passenger ships. The John Brown and Company shipyard began construction on the Queen Mary, known at the time as Hole Number 534, in 1930. Work on the ship was halted in 1931 due to the Great Depression. To counter this, Cunard applied to the British government for a loan to complete the ship. The request was granted and construction continued. The Queen Mary was launched in September of 1934. The ship took three and a half years to build and cost 3.5 million pounds sterling, equivalent to over $300 million today. The Queen Mary first set sail on her maiden voyage in May of 1936. A wonder to the masses, she claimed the unofficial accolade, the Blue Riband. The award was a testament to the Queen Mary's speed while crossing the Atlantic Ocean. New York bound at last, the Queen Mary on her maiden voyage, the baggages slung aboard, and then 2,000 privileged people, with one or two who'll hardly remember the memorable occasion, begin to embark. And as for the thrill of setting foot in the world's newest and greatest liner, can you imagine it? Preliminaries over, partings expedited. The sailing hour arrives and the Queen Mary stands off from the quay, with the pilot and Captain Sir Edgar Britton watching intently from the bridge. Telegraph astern, the last horses are cast off, and from cheering spectators to cheering passengers, the last salutations are flung. Out of her basin, the little tugs edge her, and then turn her bows seaward. Overhead we circle as the King's plane circled on Monday, when he came with Queen Mary to mark his sense of the great ship's importance. And from the decks of the ship, too, we may witness the operation and return the scrutiny of the thousands of sightseers who throng the escorting steamers. Then down Southampton water heads the Queen Mary. If ships have a personality, and every sailor swears they have, the Queen Mary should be a little nervous today, awed by all the attention focused on her, and anxious whether she deserves all the cheers and compliments. But don't let us probe her feelings too intimately. To Britons, she represents the restoration of Britain's supremacy on the seas. With her goes the hopes and pride of a nation. And as we fly beside her in one last memorable shot, we may reflect that she bears a royal name and wish that she may prove of it. May fortune bless her in all her voyages. When World War II began, the ship was repurposed as a troop ship that carried Allied soldiers across the ocean. To hide the ships from the enemy's eyes, she was painted all gray, which earned her the name the Grey Ghost. On September 3, 1939, the Queen Mary was on its way to New York, overloaded with people escaping the impending war in Europe. Commodore Robert Irving received a coded radio message to put his ship on full war alert. He ordered a zigzag course to be steered. All running lights were extinguished. All 2,000 portholes and windows were painted over with blackout paint. 
This was the first among the many dramatic changes that the Queen Mary would undergo during her wartime service. Throughout World War II, the Queen Mary would earn her place in history as a primary troop transporter, but not before her elegant appointments were modified for her new passengers. A combination of speed, expert navigation, and camouflage earned her the name of the Grey Ghost, a not-so-subtle nod to her new drab gray exterior paint color. In addition to GIs, POWs, nurses, and military brass, a notable passenger went under the pseudonym of Colonel Warden, otherwise known as Sir Winston Churchill. The Prime Minister of Great Britain traveled on the Queen Mary four times during World War II and considered it his headquarters at sea. While on board, Churchill strategized with his chiefs of staff, planning Operation Overlord, the invasion of Normandy. Famously crediting Cunard's ships, the Queen Mary and the Queen Elizabeth, with shortening the war, Churchill spoke highly of the ship. He said, built for the arts of peace and to link the old world with the new, the Queens challenged the fury of Hitlerism in the Battle of the Atlantic. Without their aid, the day of final victory must unquestionably have been postponed. As part of the famous GI shuttle, Queen Mary zigzagged through U-boats, endured massive waves, and evaded capture or detection from Axis captains eager to earn the bounty offered by Hitler and the Emperor of Japan to any submarine that could sink her. In her nearly six years of military service, the Queen Mary maintained a remarkable record. She never suffered any serious damage, never encountered a single German U-boat, was never fired upon from the air, sea, or land, and never fired a single shot in battle. Following the official end of hostilities, the Queen Mary continued her ferry service between Europe and the United States, this time carrying home the thousands of soldiers she first brought to war. Her arrivals in New York were always joyous affairs. Every porthole was filled with soldiers and nurses celebrating their return home. Friends and families lined the docks to await their arrival. This also began the Queen Mary's slow return to civilian life, beginning first with the repainting of her stacks in Cunard colors of black, white, and red. By the end of the war, the Queen Mary had carried more than 810,000 military personnel around the earth in the pursuit of peace. She had steamed nearly 700,000 nautical miles and still holds the world's record for more human beings in one vessel on a single voyage than any other ship in the history of maritime navigation. In 1946, more than 22,000 war brides were also transported to their new homes in the US and Canada in the ship. Decks that had been crammed with GIs were now filled with mothers pushing prams in the brisk North Atlantic air, eagerly awaiting husbands and the Statue of Liberty greeted the war brides with open arms. After the conflict, the Queen Mary was fitted as a passenger liner. Alongside the ship, the Queen Elizabeth, the Queen Mary became a transatlantic passenger ship full-time. Both ships dominated the transportation market from the late 1930s until the jet age began in the 1950s. When the 1960s rolled in, the Queen Mary had aged and was operating at a loss economically. 
By the year 1967, the Queen Mary was retired. She sailed from Southampton in southeast England to the port of Long Beach, California on October 21st, 1967, where it is moored to this day. The city of Long Beach purchased the Queen Mary in 1967 and converted her from an open ocean vessel to a floating hotel. They removed all the boiler rooms, the generator rooms, and the water softening plant to make room for the restaurants and hotel accommodations. Most of what is seen in the ship today is replicated from its original form. By 1971, the Queen Mary had become a tourist attraction. The famed ocean explorer Jacques Cousteau's Museum of the Sea opened. Within the decade of the museum's opening, it was closed due to low ticket sales, and in 1972, the Queen Mary opened its 150 hotel rooms to guests. Two years later, with 400 rooms open, Hyatt Hotels was brought in to manage the hotel aboard the ship. The hotel operated from 1974 to 1980 as the Queen Mary Hyatt Hotel. In the early 1990s, none other than the Disney Company put their hopes in opening what have been Port Disney. This would have been a huge resort on the docks adjacent to the Queen Mary herself. The company leased the ship and began preliminary plans for Disney Sea, which would celebrate the world's oceans. The plans ended up falling through and Disney had to give up the lease. They instead turned to new plans to create what is now known as California Adventure. A decade later, Disney would open up Tokyo Disney Sea, which actually includes a replica ship that is inspired by the Queen Mary in its American waterfront area. The fate of the Queen Mary was left uncertain, and it closed its doors to the public in 1992. Although the Queen Mary was mostly remembered for its extravagance and luxury, there is a darker, more sinister history behind the oceanic marvel. Stories from not only passengers, but soldiers and crew members report various hauntings and eerie happenings aboard the massive vessel. The first reported death aboard the Queen Mary occurred in 1936, when Edgar Brennan, the captain of the Queen Mary, died of a stroke in his cabin. Following this incident, in 1949, second officer William Stark reportedly consumed a large quantity of laundry detergent, which was stored in a gin bottle. He ended up poisoning himself and died. Some of the earliest reports of the supernatural include allegations that two women drowned in the first-class swimming pool. According to the stories, one apparition wanders about dressed in 1930s clothing around the pool. Another spirit, reported to be wearing 1960s clothing, also haunts the area. One unpleasant tale during World War II involves the ship's cook being thrown into an oven by soldiers traveling aboard the Queen Mary, and he was burned to death. Possibly one of the more tragic and dark stories about the ship involves its collision with the escort ship, the Curaco, in 1949. Here's a clip describing the event from BuzzFeed's Unsolved Supernatural series. On October 2nd, 1942, the Queen Mary was being escorted from New York to Glasgow by another much smaller vessel called the HMS Curaçao. The Curaçao was zigzagging in front of the Queen Mary to confuse potential U-boats and German bombers. However, the Queen Mary, traveling at 28.5 knots, unexpectedly caught up to the Curaçao, 
and consequently collided with the ship, splitting the HMS Curacao in half. Some members of the Curacao were killed instantly on impact, while others were thrown into the freezing water, watching as the men who remained on board sank, trapped within the remains of the vessel. And for those left in the water that didn't die from hypothermia, it is said that the current of the Queen Mary carried them in, chopping them up in the propeller. Due to war protocol, the captain of the Queen Mary, Cyril Illingworth, was not able to stop to rescue the passengers, and they pushed forward, reporting the incident to nearby British destroyers. But by the time the British arrived, about two hours later, it was too late. Many had already died from hypothermia, and of the 430 crew members on board the HMS Curacao, only 99 survived. It is said that you can hear the screams of the Curacao passengers in the boiler room of the Queen Mary. And some claim that the bow of the ship is a hotspot due to the fact that it's where the Queen Mary made contact with the Curacao. In 1966, a member of the crew was working in the engine room. While a safety drill was happening, the young man was ironically crushed by a door numbered 13. His untimely death has been the source of reports of a ghost dressed in white workman's overalls wandering the halls aimlessly. There are many stories of hauntings aboard the massive ship, and specific locations inside of the Queen Mary are said to be hotbeds of supernatural activity. Fifty feet below water level lies the engine room. Shrouded in darkness and mystery, this part of the ship reportedly houses the ghosts of workers who were crushed by the aforementioned Door 13. In the Queen's Salon, which used to be the ship's first-class lounge, a beautiful woman is said to appear. The apparition is said to be wearing a flowing evening gown, dancing throughout the room on her own. There are odd occurrences in many of the first-class staterooms. There are reports of a tall man with dark hair, dressed in 1930s attire, who often appears in the halls. The pool area is said to house one of the more infamous spirits aboard the Queen Mary. A young girl who drowned in the pool is said to appear and splashing sounds can be heard. Many individuals also report water running on its own out of the faucets, as well as lights being turned on and off throughout the night. Oftentimes, the phones will ring, and when picked up, there'll be no one on the other end. Possibly one of the more chilling reports is that of a baby's cry that can be heard in the third-class children's playroom. Other paranormal occurrences include distinct knocking sounds, door slamming, high-pitched squealing noises, and aromas that harken back to the past. In 1993, the RMS Foundation signed a five-year lease with the city of Long Beach. They became owners of the docks and property surrounding the Queen Mary. That same year, the ship reopened to the public, offering 125 guest rooms along with banquet halls. The remainder of the rooms were opened soon after. In 2007, the lease was sold to a group known as Save the Queen. The group promptly made plans to renovate and upgrade the ship. They repainted, refitted the rooms, and restored the ship's decks. In 2009, the Queen Mary ownership was taken over by Delaware North, but in 2011, they lost the lease, and Garrison Investments took over. In 2016, the ship's lease was once again up for grabs. This time, it was taken by Urban Commons, a real estate company. Their lease obliged them to take care of ship upkeep. This, however, has not been the case, as evidenced in the following news story. 
Well, the famed Queen Mary is in trouble. Photos and details released in court filings show the poor condition of the 87-year-old cruise liner. The city of Long Beach is taking back control of the Queen Mary, but it will come at a steep cost. That takeover could put the city on the hook for hundreds of millions of dollars in repairs. Here's NBC4's Makala Medina with more. Everything else inside is rusting, decaying. Ed Probonik does not mince words about just how bad things are for the Queen Mary. Things are dangerous. Lifeboats are in danger of collapsing. If there are people walking under, they will be killed. Probonik has written more than 300 reports for the city reflecting the maintenance and condition of the ship. The latest report filed by another inspector was revealed in bankruptcy court last week, showing the extent of the damage that Probonik had been warning of. The tip of the bow blistering and corroded. The whole also corroded, polluted with mussels, clams, as well as slime, and the superstructure in dire need of repair, especially under the waterline. It's a far cry from the luxury liner's heyday with its Art Deco staterooms, indoor swimming pools, a floating palace that carried more than two million passengers over three decades. It even ferried 800,000 troops across the Atlantic in World War II. Since 1967, the city of Long Beach owned the ship, leasing it out to third-party operators. And leases were in and out of they're like uh, renters in the cheap motel. Among the latest leaseholders, Urban Commons Queensway, they were granted the lease in 2016. The next year, the city of Long Beach gave the company $23 million to start 27 critical and urgent repair projects. A city audit recently found only receipts from four companies that performed work on just 11 of those projects. Their repairs were terrible. They had to be redone over and over. They weren't done properly. Many of them weren't done at all. Urban Commons Queensway transferred the lease to a real estate investment firm called Eagle Hospitality Trust. They filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy this year and has not responded to emails or comment. The ship has been closed since the start of the pandemic. The city of Long Beach retook control of the ship Friday. Mayor Robert Garcia said in a statement that the city is, quote, fully engaged in the preservation of this historic landmark and are incredibly grateful for this opportunity, citing a 2020 economic impact study, finding that the ship provided about 1,300 jobs and nearly $94 million in economic output. But fixing it could cost three times as much. A marine survey found the ship needed more than $300 million in estimated total repairs. Probonic thinks the Queen Mary might be on its last sea legs. You put it on the auction block, I think the only people who buy it might be a, a Turkish scrapyard. In Long Beach, Amakal Medina, NBC4 News. With Long Beach being only a few minutes from Hollywood, many TV and movie productions have filmed on the ship, and there's also talks of the Queen Mary getting its own three-part horror miniseries based around the many deaths of the ship. Movies such as Pearl Harbor, The Parent Trap, The Aviator, and LA Confidential were shot in and around the ship. Also, TV shows like It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, The X-Files, Baywatch, and famously the season three ending of Arrested Development. What the hell was that? It was his mother who moments earlier had taken control of another queen. Oh, this is degrading. I thought we were gonna strip. Mother! And Buster faced his second biggest fear. And then his first. The two grand ladies made their escape together. The gang is trying to make a break for it. Well, I guess we should go back. Family sticks together, huh? Yeah. On the other hand, 
We do have a full tank of gas, a house in Cabo, and 500 grand in cashier's checks. Let's say we give them no choice but to keep themselves all together for a while. It was arrested development. heyday, the Queen Mary was a monument to behold. She is a jewel of the sea that encountered war, the rich and famous, but also unfortunate circumstances, constant lease changes, and misuse over the course of her service. Tales of the supernatural and curious guests have helped keep her afloat, but for how long? Although her fate is uncertain, one thing can be assured. Queen Mary has offered countless guests the opportunity to experience luxury and comfort, all while journeying down the mysterious, dark corridors of the mighty vessel's past. Welcome back to the So So Scrutiny Podcast. We're here with Casey Fox, our guest, and we're going to talk some movies. Um, hope you guys enjoyed the Queen Mary thing. Yeah. I, I haven't edited it yet, but I'm sure it took many hours. So We worked I hope you enjoyed very, it. very hard on that one. I did. <laughs> oh, no, you did. You did. I'm Typing sorry. Typing out the script. You did, he did type it. He, he's a very good writer. Sorry. To <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't work that hard. <laughs> it comes... Dude, you... Once I put you... In front of that keyboard and make you do it. You do a really yeah. good job of writing. Almost too good. We had to change some lines because some of the words it's were just, just like, like too weird. The yeah. words were like, I don't know that word, Corey. I don't know how to pronounce it. <laughs> purported? Purported. <laughs> I don't know that word. I know reported. Purported. Um, this is the new Every Time I Die. Uh, what's the name of the song? Dark Distance. Their new album's out yesterday. Go check it out. Super, super catchy I, band. Yeah, I we like haven't them. even listened to it yet, but I'm, I'm really loving it. Um, yeah, so let's get into some movies. I know everyone's probably seen Squid Game because uh, it's like the biggest thing on Netflix and streaming right now. Um, so we're going to go over it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I remember seeing like the advertisements and thinking, oh, what is this? This is weird. I don't know if I'm going to get into this. And my boss on my first AD on this movie I'm on, he's like, no, you should watch it. It's so fucking weird. And you just kept selling, selling it up. I'm like, all right, I'll check it out. And once I started watching it, I couldn't stop. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, then 
what was your first impression, Casey, when you heard the name Squid Game and like, or like, yeah. what is it? So when I heard the name Squid Game and I like started to get a little bit of people saying like, oh, you got to watch this. Yeah. And it started to be the new thing. My immediate reaction was, oh, I don't know if I'm going to watch this. Yeah. Just because I tend to pull away from stuff that gets super popular. Yeah. And then you were like, oh, we should cover Squid Game. I'm like, fuck. All right. I got to watch <laughs> I gotta it. Watch now you this. forced me into it. And I'm glad that I did. And I'm glad that I watched it because I, I sat down and watched like, three episodes and then came down to California and then had to watch like the other six in like one night. Jesus. And so I was just like, all right, we're doing this. I had originally planned on breaking it up and then it just, and it's I'm, a marathon, right? I'm glad that I did just because people were already starting to kind of post semi spoilers. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just like, you know what? No, I'm just going to take this all in at once. We're just going to do this. And I loved it. There was yeah. definitely a lot of originality, but also some, familiarity from yeah. other things like they definitely hardcore borrowed from some other things which is fine um everything's I, been done now yeah of course Everything's there's nothing done. yes and no because yeah. the third thing that we're going to talk about i don't feel like has really been done oh. but, you know yeah it was no, weird. Yeah, yeah that was oh. a little odd yeah. okay oh and then yeah. my <laughs> here's the fucking nerdy like perspective when i heard the the name squid game yeah and i saw kind of like the the like advertisement for it and there was like really bright neon colors mm -hmm. in it and i was like oh is it a freaking splatoon movie right. or something show or something splatoon is a oh, fucking a nintendo game, game. Yeah. yeah yeah i'm it's like, like it's like fortnite but with like paintball yeah, yeah i'm like is it gonna be that that's kind of based on that and then little did i know what i would get myself into when i watched it and i was happy very pleased with it but i was like i i like that my mind went to oh it's yeah, it's gonna and be some like, video game. Movie. Yeah, and then the Netflix screen grab grab with like the the stairs and, yeah. and the bright colors with the stairs. I was just like, what the what are we getting into? M C Escher shit, yeah. right? I I was in once I found out it was based on kids games. I was like, oh, that's a great concept. Yeah. People and die it's on kids. Horrifying. That's, yeah, yeah, that's a great concept. Um, did you guys do you guys watch SNL? Every once in a while. Did you guys see the Squid Game? I there was not. one. There was? It's pretty good. I'm gonna was it Rami Malek? Yeah. All right. Oops. Oh, nice. Let's turn uh, every time I die off. It's it, it'll, it'll play because it's a song. It's like one of those, you know how Andy Samberg used to do like the digital shorts? Yeah. They, yeah. they don't call them that anymore, but they're still doing them. It's Rami, um, what's his name? Rami Malek? Yeah. And uh, Pete Davidson. Oh, they do look it. the same. Yeah. Oh, they did a really good skit on that. Yeah. Did you see that? Where they played each other? Yeah. Yeah. I saw. I did see that. That was pretty good. That was funny. Um, and this was uh, I'm sorry, there's an ad, and this was directed by a guy named Mike Diva, who I've actually worked with a couple times. Is he a diva? Uh, I wouldn't say a diva. I'm just kidding. But he's, <laughs> no, but he's definitely like a personality. He yeah, he's very, he's like an animator director. He very bright colors. Works with like Little Nas X, the Neon. Oh, nice. And, yeah. yeah. So now he's working with SNL, and I'm just like, that's that's so cool, man. Like, very cool. Yeah. So check this out. It's pretty funny. It'll play. Turn this up. Don't got a lot of money, drive a rusted out Chevy. I just got laid off, more tab ain't paid off. My ex-wife hates me, even had to sell my puppy. Yes, I'm broken, it's a damn shame. Guess I gotta play the squid game. <laughs> oh God, I love it. Is the squid game. Have a number, not a real name. Cause I'm playing in the squid game. 
Dude, that's Weird awesome. Pink guards locked us in a big room. They got symbols on their faces like the ones on PlayStations, and the main guy looks like Dr. Doom. <laughs> Bunk beds, new friends, piggy bank up in the sky. There's a robot girl who caught me running, better duck behind the nearest guy. Wait, what? <laughs> You're yelling at me in Korean, and nothing is translated. That's like a perfect summary of the. Absolutely. Yeah, it was great. I mean, it's kind of a spoiler if you haven't seen it, but I think what makes it so good is, especially with they're going back on like the Lonely Island digital mm-hmm. short. Yeah. The song is it's so good. Mm-hmm. It's exactly what these fucking country people yeah. listen to. It's that's it's exactly like totally. That. It has the feel. Oh, it's perfect. Yeah. So if you haven't seen it, go watch it. It's a lot of visual stuff too. Yeah. The song really is pretty cool. catchy, man. Yeah. Back in the square <laughs> just That's like catchy as fuck. It is. Yeah. Um let's get into screen scale. Um so if you haven't listened to the podcast, we do a Corey made this really cool document from Google that has like drop down numbers and stuff. Um wait, this is my wrong one. What is this? Um that can tabulate our scores. Yeah. Thank you. Um why is that different? All right. Want to get into it? Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, music, music I like was music. really good. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I'm gonna I love play the some music. Of it. It's very like ambient, like kind of eightiesy sounding. Yeah. Kind oh, of. Oh, very. Yeah. Um, Definitely uh, set the mood for sure. Yeah, good. it did. It. I feel like with something like this to have any other type of music would be kind of like corny. This, this one, you know, this one is creepy as fuck. Yes. 
Oh, yeah. The kids do this all day at school because it's it? huge yeah. with the kids. Well, they just go around on, going, it's big on TikTok. Yeah. And they have it like, yo, it has been on TikTok. Yeah. They have their masks. So they go like under the mask. They'll just beep, 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 beep. Yeah. And I'm like, who's doing it? Yeah. Stop. <laughs> That's pretty great. Um, yeah, I think it's creepy as fuck. Yeah. And it helps. The Korean stuff, it's so creepy and yet so fun. It's like basically yeah. they do something fucked up and then they grab your head and go, see, see what we're doing? Like, yeah. isn't this ridiculous? Yeah. Like, so stupid and fun. Like, yeah, keep, keep watching. They're great it. filmmakers because yeah. they know how to, like, raise tension and then release it completely. You've seen Parasite, right? Yeah. It's Love similar. Parasite. Similar deal. In the like, vein of, like, in a world where everything's been done, rig- yeah. Rig- yeah. originality. They're taking that originality and like kind of flipping it on its side and telling stories that don't make like you're not expecting yeah. it. But then in like, oh, it makes sense though, like what you're doing. It's hard to explain. Like I it, Yeah. It's just that culture. I don't You think it's like they've been brought up on a lot of American movies and they've taken some of that and like oh what well, if we yeah, did, it's, yeah. it's that's Evident, really great. Right? It's really great, but what if we did this instead? Like, and then yeah. make it even like cooler yeah. and trippier. I think that's yeah. what we're doing. Squid yeah. Game definitely takes a lot of cues from like we were talking about before, Saw. Um, Battle oh, Royale, it? Battle Royale as well. Oh, okay, and, I haven't uh, seen those. I've never Battle seen Royale, Saw. I've never seen, but I've seen and all Hunger of Games. the. Oh yeah, Hunger Games. Oh, as that's well. a good one. Yeah, that's a good point. Battle Royale was the Hunger Games before Hunger Games. It's a oh. Japanese movie, and it's just a bunch of kids put into a life or death situation, and it's just cool. Yeah, it, it's a blood. Last bath. one standing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like the comparison with Saw because, mm-hmm. like, the main spoiler, yes. like, if you're listening to this at the end, you find out. Well. You kind of found out he has a tumor, like the the old man has a tumor, like number one, yeah, in the uh-huh. be- near the beginning, right? Yeah. But at the end, he's laying in a hospital bed, very similar to like Saw. John Kramer and John Saw. Kramer and Saw. The the guy that plays Jigsaw has cancer through oh. the whole thing, and he's like he gets other people to do his shit for him most of the time. Uh-huh. And in the first movie, yeah. he's laying in the middle of the room, and you think that he's dead. But then you realize at the very end, spoiler on Saw, if you haven't seen it by now. I haven't you seen should, it. Yeah. Just spoil yeah. it. Um, it. It ends up being the guy that orchestrated the entire thing. And yeah. it's kind of like oh. player number one, because he just wanted to be in the games one last time. He right. wanted to feel something. So he's in the middle of it. And so, like I was talking to Corey before we started, like I, from about episode three, I was just like, is number one the, the creator of this entire thing? And there was a lot of there was a lot of points. There was a couple that I missed because um, I looked it up afterwards yeah. mm. to see where we should have been Noticing. recognizing this. Yeah. But yeah, with the whole with the brain tumor thing, with the just how he doesn't have he's the only one that doesn't say he's there for money. He just says that he his life is yeah. probably yeah, going to end soon. So there's no like real stakes for him. He's literally just doing it for fun to feel something. I knew yeah. something was up when like he's in there counting everybody and i was like what's up with this guy yeah what's going on but i never picked up he was the master my the time when i started questioning things because one of my students spoiled it for me they (laughs) always do that they spoiled star wars episode seven for me han dies i'm like you fucking serious right now and then um anyway uh yeah i was like i'm so pissed at you i don't want to talk to you for the rest of the day just don't look at me um but um in this one I think it was when they were doing the marble game. Uh-huh. Like, just the, like, 
he how was, he was laughing, how he was being like, and he you kept, know? Yeah, and he kept saying all the games were his favorite. Yeah. He loved all of them, and especially in the Marbles game. The Marbles episode was where it solidified for me. Yeah. Um, because he kept wandering down the alleys, and he's like, my house is down here. And I was like, that's because he created this set. Yeah. This is based off yeah, of his childhood. Yeah, his brain, basically. Yeah. yeah. But the big one for that was, um, his was the only death that was not on screen when they shot him. Because oh, everyone yeah. else, Ali, everyone else, they yeah, shot. I knew and, something was up. Yeah, I was like, they, we've seen everyone else die. Yeah, Why didn't we see that? It's they, not for emotion at all. Yeah, because yeah. the pink suit went around the corner. You heard the gunshot, but you didn't see him fall. You didn't see the blood splatter. And then the episode ended. And on the next episode, they did not. I was expect. I was like, okay, if I'm wrong, we're yeah. going to see his body right now. And we didn't. Yeah, so then that kind of made it. But oh, also, yeah, early it. episode, uh, first episode, was how... He was smiling after the uh, the initial carnage from Red Light, Green Light. And then he starts moving again. And he's just got that big shit-eating grin on his face. And he's just like, this is so much fun. I'm like, yeah. there's something <laughs> fucked yeah, up. There's point. more than a brain tumor in this dude. And it, yeah. and I, I didn't really continue that thought. But when I saw him, like, he's the only one who knows what he's doing? Mm-hmm. Like, wh- why is he the only one? Yeah. My thought was he, he was the he's been the the winner like mm-hmm. th- this is a thing that's been going on yeah. for years we didn't know about and he's just been the winner because he knows all the tricks and he just keeps going or he's locked in there yeah but i mean it kind of wasn't wrong but yeah it was i never watched saw so i never yeah. oh, they're good i never they're really out, good. i never they're knew good. that twist and that kind of that kind of bums me out that they kind of just stole that from saw yeah bit. but they're saw is really really cool like even if you're not into like blood and stuff for as a detective story yeah. it's amazing it's like oh, seven oh, stretched yeah. out. Did yeah. you see that new one with Chris Rock? Spiral? Not yeah. yet. I, I look, it looked cool. It looked yeah. different than I'm the sure other one. It's, it's a little yeah, bit more cinematic than like yeah. horror, the horror look. Well, Saw isn't really, again, I debate like with people like whether it's horror or not. Because like horror to me is like the unknown, right. like creepy. Like you know everything as uh, a viewer in Saw. Like you know what's going on behind the scenes. A reality, you know? Like our reality. Yeah. Like monsters. Yeah. yeah but it's like a real life monster. Like, you know. This could happen. There are like yeah. moments people where People are like, so fucked up that this could happen. I think yeah. it borders on horror because they do enter in like the creature featured aspect with True. really the puppet and then yeah. the pig masks. So it does oh, yeah, give it that are... horror aspect, but True. it is definitely more leaning on thriller. Yeah. Psychological. Yeah, for sure. But the writing in this show is where like, I was like, that's incredible. Yeah. Like it got me to feel so many things like and it, in Korean. Like, yeah. yeah. You guys will both watch subbed, right? Not dubbed. Sub- like you watch subtitles. Subtitles, yes. yeah. Because okay. I know a lot of people were like, oh, I can't stand watching subtitles, so I got to watch it dubbed. I like, can't I, watch dubbed I stuff can't because stand it dubbed. sounds awful. It's so cringy. Yeah. I am notoriously, I say on the ad that I don't read, I read Netflix captions. Yep. Yeah. I, everything I watch streaming has to have captions on I, it. Same. And, I mean, like Miyazaki films. Yeah. You, like, like, you pick up things. They'll write stuff in the descriptions that you don't know. Like, someone yeah. in the background said something. Like, yeah. I didn't hear them say that. What yeah. the fuck? Like, I have yeah. to read my movies. Well, like, even Miyazaki <laughs> films, like, the English versions are good. Yeah. Kind of. But the Japanese is, like, so much better. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Well, I can. It's what the artist wants you they, to see, you the, know? The art, how the actor can express yeah. themselves in their native for sure language mm-hmm. yeah in 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 like in cartoons it's kind of a dismiss that you can kind of dismiss it because you're not seeing the a, like actual actor right but when you see an actual actor and you have overdub yeah, it's, it's weird anime yeah. it's kind of it kind of makes it funner like a little funny mm-hmm. yeah it's kind of so silly yeah. yeah 
Um, yeah. So they and then let's talk about the look. I mean, it looks great. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Some of the production design on this is incredible. And then the way I was thinking it, it was pretty genius of them. I think they only had like well, they had like the big open spot for green light, red light, green light. Mm-hmm. But then all the other like the where they they lived and the 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 city, the little mm-hmm. city, and what are the other ones? Um, the playground for the right the cookie, that one and the honeycomb and then the uh the glass the bridge mm-hmm. i think they were all filmed in the same building mm-hmm. and they would just build it film it take it down rebuild it because that's how a lot of people don't realize the logistics of how a movie they not that they cut corners but they try to find the cheapest and most practical way to like make a movie yeah they're not gonna ha- they're not gonna rent out five six huge sound studios and build like something that's this small too i heard it's like a pretty small budget they probably did one building rented it out it's way cheaper but i think the next this next season they're gonna have some money yeah their budget was 20 million 21 million for a six episode season of that quality dude nine nine, nine. yeah yeah dude (laughs) i mean i think each episode of um game of thrones cost that Mm -hmm. like every episode cost 20 million so it's so isn't that crazy that boggles my mind that's like over a billion right and i was i I, speaking of game of thrones i i heard in the um how they make that show there's like five different sets going on at once and then there's like a master first AD. Like there's a guy or girl that controls all of those that's, sets. And then that's each, the worst each, job each ever. Of those, each of those sets is like a, a set in its own. It's like production in itself. Shit, um, a little background about this movie too, because not a lot of people like I don't think have looked into it. But um, the the director and writer who also wrote it, he wrote, directed, I think produced as well. Probably. Um, in 2008, Huang Dong-hyuk had tried unsuccessfully to get investment for different movie script he had written and found himself broke. He spent his free time writing uh, in like a cafe, mm-hmm. like watching like Battle Royale yeah. and things like that. Um, and he was he started to write his story. Um, and I think he was done in like 2010 or something or 2009. Um, but nobody would pick this thing up. Yeah. He tried shopping it around. Everybody was like, this isn't going to work. Like, it's not going to work. Like, it's there's no market for it in America. Like, right. it's not going to happen. Jokes and then CEO of Netflix, who's awesome. Let me just say, like, the Netflix people who pick stuff are really mm-hmm. smart. Um, their, he, their, their whole job is to make money. Yeah. So what they do is they find the creatives and just go, here's, go yeah. play. Like, we trust you, basically. Yeah. Like, to a degree, like... Yeah, here's a certain don't go over budget, but like they're they are really good with their originals. And I mean, and I don't know, was Netflix gave them the 20 million to make it because sometimes Netflix, Netflix wholeheartedly supported well, his that's vision. Good, like, told him, Here is everything you need, yeah, we're gonna take it on board. And it, it ended up like it's the most successful, I think, Netflix show in history. Mm-hmm. Yeah, beat, it's beat, crazy, uh, Bridgerton or something. Yeah. yeah, it's nuts. Um, that's crazy so mind-boggling but nobody would take it yep and think of this netflix has the fucking queen's gambit they have this they have mm-hmm. bridgerton well, the other right thing i was gonna say is they Jesus. they sometimes don't Everything. they don't make a show from the creation the a production company will make a show yeah and then shop it around and then and netflix, netflix and netflix will, will go stamp their netflix original on it even though it's like not yeah it kind of is since they bought it so yeah but 
I think this is one where they started, like they invested. They did. They invested in the guy and they believed in him. And that's how the best art gets made is like other people view it as like shitty or whatever. how much money fucking Netflix makes? I don't. I was trying to do the math the other day. They have like 230 million subscribers. Each of them pays $9 a month times 12. It's multiple billions every year. That's so nuts. It's the craziest marketing or not marketing like business strategy. Like. But I've heard that they're the like some of the best to their employees in terms of like well, that, their that's up in the air too. The with creators the, and Diazzi and the strike going on. Yeah, right yeah now. It's, it's true. Kind of in the middle of it, and and uh, unfortunately too the the shooting that happened yeah. a couple oh, days ago. Man, that, that's that's a, that was a Netflix awful. show. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't want to talk about that right now. Yeah, <laughs> that's really a, sad. that's sad. Uh, um, so yeah, back to the the writing, the um character development is like a big deal in this. Yeah. I I'll say overall, like I will rewatch it eventually. Yeah, emotional impact. It there were moments it hit me like. Yeah. I mean, for the fact that these people speak a completely different language, yeah, I, com- I picked up all the emotions, everything yeah. they yeah. were picking up while so I was reading powerful such yeah. good acting and to like, go through the ride of hating four five six at the beginning just because he was such a dislikable character and I just kind of figured that that's the the ride that we were going to go on we were just going to hate him yeah. but there yeah. was always something deep down and I'm glad that they pointed out the love for his daughter from the very yeah. beginning because otherwise I don't think his transition would have been as believable but there was some humanity in him it's just obvious he just made a lot of shitty choices yeah, in life for sure and have you guys seen Old Boy or mm-hmm. the original? Mm-hmm. Old Boy or um, I Saw the Devil? Mm-mm. I don't think I've seen that one. That one's intense, but um, the the guy that had the mask on is that the actor is actually the lead in I Saw the Devil, mm-hmm. which is basically Korean John Wick, but like brutal, mm-hmm. like really brutal. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that movie. You mean it's, the, the actor that played the front man? Was yeah. Okay. He was the lead role. Like he's the detect, he's a detective in that gotcha. movie. And basically something happens to his wife and then it's him just Fucking trying to up. find this, trying to find this guy that killed and then he finds him. Mm-hmm. And then it's like a whole nother story after he finds him. A whole other act. It's a yeah. whole other like act. You can see direct line where it's like, okay, this is the different movie now. Right. <laughs> like it's nuts. It's so good. I highly recommend it. Um, but he was in it and he, let me just say like his like emotion on his face at the end when he like, you know, the, he faced the face with his brother. Right. He like that moment was just so powerful. Yeah. Like, and then he ended up killing him. Right. So. All right. Let's get through this. Cause I yeah, or trying to kill him. It's already 11 o'clock. I gotta get out of here. Yeah. We gotta go to a concert. Right. Oh, yeah. Um, I gave it 90. I gave it an 83. I gave it 92. Well, all right. <laughs> It's good, guys. Lowest, yeah. not because of anything bad about it. I guess the scrutiny scale just did that to me. 83. It's it's probably, in my mind, more of like a 90s. What I do movie. sometimes, too, is I'll, 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 I'll do the scrutiny scale, and it'll be a number. I go, I don't agree with that. Then I'll go back and go yeah. start adding up. So, mm-hmm. like... Uh, the only the only only category I gave like a low score was quotability. Yeah, yeah. Because like I Down, can't, there's nothing really memorable. But, now I'm, but yeah, now I'm. I guess that that exactly. <laughs> when we started doing that, I was like, maybe it's not that low. Yeah, because it's like it doesn't that count. Quotability doesn't necessarily have to be because it's like 
for quotability for the Halloween franchise, you do the, the, yeah the theme song. It's true, oh, that's and a good point. that's and you can go green light. Yep, green light. Yeah, so I didn't get yeah, and I hear that all day long. So I can't say it in Korean. To the kids, apparently, it's very quotable too. So um which brings us into halloween kills yes. we just talked about the theme song um you didn't see this one robert I but don't, i don't do these movies so yeah i I, I, try, ch- I try to go off your recommendations yeah you, you do try to I, I i know you know what i like and yeah you, you like midsummer was on a right track like i you didn't like it, it yeah. but i got it the cinematography and, it was, and everything I, yeah. I can't say that's a bad movie it, it's a great movie beautiful but, but the story's fucked up yeah yeah <laughs> so then halloween kills yeah. Um, cue the Halloween theme, right? right? Um, obviously, the sound I would give perfect score mm-hmm. just because it's the original. John and, Carpenter wrote all the music, right? Is and on it, it too. Yeah, Cody, so cool. Yeah, but there was a really cool moment when the title card actually comes in, and it was like a different version mm-hmm. of it. I like that. Yeah, it was really cool. Um, so if we're, you're not familiar, they just released. Halloween, what two years ago? Yeah, uh, three years ago now. Three years ago, that was a. It was really good. Yeah. And in comes the problem I have with this movie right off the bat is that the tone mm-hmm. is completely different yeah. in Halloween Kills than it is with Halloween. Right? Would you agree? I definitely agree, but I also think that Halloween, a majority of what we were. Halloween 2018, a majority of our movie ride was building up to Halloween night, which is where all the action happens. Yeah. And it, it definitely does mirror the 1978 because yeah. there's a lot of buildup and there's a lot of tension and there's a mm-hmm. lot of filling in the story. And then Halloween Kills is very like, okay, night of, and this yeah. is when the shit's going to hit the fan. And so essentially the whole plot of the movie, spoiler alert, don't. You know, I want to ask some questions. It. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm. I don't. I've never seen a Halloween movie. Like, oh, anyway. they're amazing. I love Jamie Lee Curtis, but I'm just. I'm just I wouldn't saying. say all of them are amazing, they're but not. the yeah. fur, the '78, it's like eerie in a way that a lot of movies don't get right. Like, the, I would say there's not a ton of like killing in it. Like, there's not. However, there isn't. However, I since you mentioned that, did you know that this Halloween Kills actually took the most uh, kills it got the he's killed yeah. the most yeah like he has 25 on-screen confirmed kills and that's actually puts him above any other slasher apparently that's like nuts. mainstream and slasher we'll get into yeah. that part of it too but like but to go from not that many kills to like, to like yeah. yeah i mean it makes sense cause that's what's called halloween kills, kills. <laughs> yeah. there you go <laughs> so named. the original halloween jamie lee curtis was in it um she's been in all of them she right? so no, here's not, no yeah well to be fair Number three doesn't even have Michael Myers in no. it other than a, a slight shot on a TV. So the, the Halloween franchise has gone on a fucking ride. But who was yeah. the killer in that one? Like weird, random. It was a skeleton, uh, pumpkin, and witch, witch. Uh, masked killer thing. It was. It, it's, it's a be- weird it's one. It's become Season a cult classic, witch, yeah. but it is not. And in, not the right way. It's not in the same. Halloween franchise has like three or four different timelines mm. and they all they're, and like H2O yeah. is like erased from eliminated it's, it's like no it's Marvel standalone yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, let's talk about the important ones. Right. So we got 78 or whatever, mm-hmm. which um, the, the creepiness in that movie is all the silence and the weird ambient noises and that and think you see something behind the bush and like all that, like, 
Yeah. Creepy. Looming fear. Yeah. yeah. It was all about tension. Yeah. The, then Rob Zombie did his crazy hillbilly type Halloween, of course. And then you have this Halloween, which is like more back to the roots, right? Like yeah. original. Yeah, definitely more more back to the roots. I mean, the 78 one established the fact that he might not really be human, but he probably yeah. is. But he's got, for some reason, he keeps on getting back up. Mm-hmm. That's That was my question. How does this guy not fucking die? That's, they we still kind haven't of, found out yet. They kind of hint at it in this yeah. one, but still unanswered. It's, so it's, I, That's the fun part about it's, it. It's an evil fed by fear. Yeah. And the whole chant of this Halloween kills is evil dies tonight. And that's what everyone keeps saying. And it's, Which is kind of corny at it times. It is. It is very corny. Very corny. Um, They're going to make more, right? Yeah, one more. Oh. I know one the... More, one more slated. It's Halloween ends. Yeah. That's supposed to be the end. Mm. Yeah. And so... My problem with this whole thing is like Halloween, the 2018 Sorry. one, is creepy as hell, yeah. sadistic. There's like up close, like throat slitting, crazy slasher, like terrifying. CGI or practical? Practical, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, you can tell. You yeah, you, you worked yeah. with like makeup and stuff. It's hard stuff. to do. It's really hard to do. It is. You make and it look that real. It, it's. That one was like truly gory, terrifying, whatever. This one is too, but mm-hmm. it's very over the top. And in my eyes, like the acting wasn't as strong as the 2018 version. Yeah. Even Jamie Lee Curtis at times, I felt. Jamie Lee Curtis spent 75 to 80% of the movie in a hospital. Yeah. But that's the same as Halloween 2, the original yeah. Halloween 2. She spent most of it in a hospital. So I think yeah. that's like a callback kind of to that. And I mean, it's it's cool and everything, but like even her lines were a little mm-hmm. corny. So like the writing, like I, I knocked the writing a bit because it was just like really corny one-liners like it evil dies tonight and like but at the same time going back to the original 78 that's it is those lines corny. are cringy i guess like so when when the friend is sitting in bed and michael myers has already killed the the guy that she's seeing and he comes yeah. back with just the sheet and she's like you gonna get my ghost or i'm gonna get your ghost and it's yeah just like, it's true right. it's a little corny in 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 its nature um but i do like the idea of mm-hmm. like a mob going after michael myers instead of the other way around yeah so stupidly they go after him and he's like good you're coming to me i'm gonna fucking kill all of you but still all one by one. Oh yeah the firefighters for sure. one by one it's like yeah. if you were to actually go all at the same time you might have had a different result yeah he kills like nine eleven. firefighters eleven firefighters but they all go one by one and does the, the bullets not stop him no. no in the first in the 1978 movie his doctor dr sam loomis shoots him i think six or seven times he falls over a balcony is they think it's over they go and check and he's gone and that kind of sets the stage for this one michael myers is not gonna die and anywhere you run he will walk faster than you yeah <laughs> that is michael myers it is in halloween kills like showed that the the girl that like the woman that like ran from him mm-hmm. and he went across the bridge he stopped he's like i know she's fucking around yeah. here somewhere I'm going to get her, and then he walks away. I did like that they brought those characters back, though, Yeah, because that was Lindsay from the original, yeah. which is the girl that the friend was babysitting, and then Lindsay got brought, brought over to Laurie Strode, Jamie Lee Curtis's house, and so Lindsay and Tommy, the two kids that she was babysitting in 78, were brought back as adults. Yeah. 
Same actress for Lindsay, different actor for Tommy. Which is crazy to me because it's Anthony Michael Hall. Yeah. Which seeing him as, as an adult and having watched him in like Breakfast Club where he was yeah. the nerdy Brian and seeing the... It still takes my brain a moment to realize <laughs> like, that that's oh, the shit. same actor. I'm like, you don't look the same. No. Yeah. And so they... um. I feel like the casting directors, I have to tip my hat to them because they find these people. They're like, hey, yeah. I don't know what you're doing, but come be in our movie. Yeah, they've, it, they've been try, trying their hardest to make it a, a Oscar category because they think it's yeah. just, it, mm-hmm. some it's, movies would not be made the same way. It's great, yeah. Cast. yeah. I would say the casting was great. Mm-hmm. Like The acting to me felt a little rushed, a little weak at times, but um, I do like it's... It like had a hearkening back to the old Absolutely. old ones, the originals, yeah, which I dig. I feel like feeling in the casting. I feel like yeah. a lot of movies, and like I'm gonna say, The Sopranos, and um, oh, damn, there's one. Oh, the James Bond movie. I think a lot the movies are starting to like we're gonna make stuff for fans. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, we're, nostalgia. Let's, let's stop making try to make new stuff. Let's what do, what do they want to see and yeah. hear and. And they're they're nailing it, yeah. And like the new screen movie that's supposed to come out. Oh, I'm excited for that. Yeah, yeah. I'm so excited. Yeah. And so overall, um, I think it was done well. I think the advertising could have been better. It could have been like more hyped. Yeah. I feel. Um, emotional impact. Was this this supposed to come out last year? No, no, maybe, but the maybe on the timeline, but yeah. I I feel like I had I had seen trailers for this movie like a year ago. Yes, I do think they pushed it back now that I'm thinking of COVID. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. they wanted people to be able to go to the movies too, Mm -hmm. right? So I watched it at home, um, but in theaters and at home. That's cool. Um, Different experience. Mm -hmm. Probably on the big screen, it would be better. I think um, just because there's a lot going on. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of people in it, so. It's a bunch of people chasing Michael Myers around. He's killing people. Screaming evil dies tonight. Get evil them, dies Get them in a, a frenzy, and they're going after the wrong people sometimes. And I like the joke with the gay couple yeah. where he walks outside, and he's like, I'm going to get my pitchfork. It's almost like it's got that, like, oh, like our mob is going to get you, right. like pitchfork or whatever. And then uh, it's so sad how they die. But it's so sad. So sad. But, um... I really love that they took they modernized everything. They yeah. had a gay couple. That yeah. was awesome. That of course <laughs> moved into the original Myers house and decided to like update it with their style yeah. and everything. And it's like, okay, come on. You you moved into this house, <laughs> yeah. you're gonna die. Yeah, totally. It's a perfect foreshadowing. Knowing that someone died in it, they bought it knowing. They bought that. it, yeah. yeah. They knew. They they scare the kids off by saying like this is the fucking Michael Myers house. Or he said, like, Michael Myers used to live here or something yeah, like that. Yeah, and I mean, that's the part of the first, the 1978 movie, too, is Laurie's dad is a real estate agent, and he's trying to sell the Myers home. Yeah. So uh, that's okay. what kind of puts... We'll sit down and watch it this year. Yeah. Come over one day this week. We'll watch the original yeah. Halloween with us. I, I get it. Do it. I'm it's good. good. I'm good. Cinema Cinematography-wise, you'll enjoy it. I mean, um, I was going to say it earlier, like, the, the early, like, the first first movies of all these like Freddy 13 and all uh, all the classics mm-hmm. i feel like those the first ones really caught people because they were so raw yeah they were so like under budgeted there's just a bunch of people trying to make something yeah. out of nothing and like, you want to watch the most fun halloween movies ever they're J- it's jason yeah. friday the 13th they don't give a fuck like it's the like they're like yeah, it's corny. Yeah, it's stupid. Yeah, but we're gonna do it. Watch it, and it, it's hilarious. <laughs> or I love the them. Chucky franchise has gone. Yeah, they don't give a shit Chucky's anymore. Chucky's cool too. He's, too, he's too cute now. Oh, he, he was very cute. Do- yeah. I know. Now, now that he's back in another doll's body, 
Yeah, oh. he's he's he got, creepier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like the same look. But it is, yeah, Audrey, Aubrey Plaza was amazing in the new one though. Yeah, so. uh, see, yeah, yeah that's good. I don't dislike most movies, but that movie you didn't like it. Not because of the movie itself, because of what they decided to do. That franchise was not dead. They did yeah. not have the blessing of the original oh, cast or anything. Oh, they didn't. No, it's because it's not actually child's play. It's not a a. A possessed doll. It's a fucking oh, you're artificial right. intelligence. Yeah, you're Someone right. decided to change the chip because he was a disgruntled employee. That's true. I love Aubrey Plaza. I love Mark Hamill. I do not support that movie whatsoever okay. because they decided to revive oh. something. Oh, Chucky's didn't... just like a AI? Yeah, In it that is. one. Oh. In the Mark Hamill. Oh. They decided... Cause... Is that the new one? No. That's oh. a new that, one, yeah. It, no, the, the new thing that's out is the series. And that's done oh. by the oh. same people. I didn't even know there was a series. On sci-fi. Um, oh, I thought it was a movie. No, so there's been like seven movies. There's one, two, and three. There's oh. Bride of Chucky, Seed of Chucky, Cult of Chucky, Curse of Chucky. And now those are okay. And They're now good. Uh, Chucky, the series, is in that same vein. Yeah. It's directed by Don Mancini. It's got Brad Dorf. It's got Fiona Dorf. It's got the uh, show, Jennifer right? Tilly. I fucking love how nerdy That's... she is about this. <laughs> yeah, stuff. it's I'm, amazing. I'm in awe with all these names. And so that all goes collectively. Yeah. The Mark Hamill Aubrey Plaza movie that came it's out like, a couple years ago is shit, right. It's like, riding on whatever. the coattails of the same name, using some of the same names in the movie. But it is a completely oh, different storyline. Because the studio, probably knowing, own, the studio owns the and that's rights. What I hate. Knowing that, that's fucked. That's yeah. what I hate. Yeah, but Mark Hamill's great, He's and great. I wish he would do the voice for Chucky all the time. But has know. he always has Brad, he always been him? It's Brad Dorf. Oh, Brad, he is the original. He's Brad, alive yeah, still, right? Absolutely. Okay, good, he's good. he's the voice in the new, the new series. series, and his yeah. daughter is in it as well. And she the, joined in cult or curse. Super. And then the the chick is in it too, right? Jennifer Tilly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the whole movie. She, and I remember, I remember her being all pissed because she wasn't in the Mark Hamill one, right? Like they didn't even ask her or something. They didn't ask anybody because I think yeah, they were just doing they, some shady they shit. They probably yeah. couldn't contractually. Like they all were, they could do is like all we have the rights to is this kid, and not the yeah, like, the, yeah the true. Doll. It never should have been called. Child I think it should have been something money. else. Yeah, yeah. money. Yeah. Just make it. A, that's actually what my complaint about the movie was. It like didn't feel like a Chucky movie. It just like it could have felt like a product. They could, yeah, they could have like done a different doll or yep. whatever, and like it would have been. Dolls are creepy. You know I mean? It would have yeah. it would have sold. It would have totally. been fine. But they wrote on coattails of something. Okay, that was so now I have a different perspective yep. on that movie. But anyway, I gave Halloween Kills, which I think it's entertaining. I think if you're wanting to watch a Halloween movie, go watch it. It's good, but you got to watch the first mm-hmm. seventy eight and the newer eighteen yep. one. Uh, I gave it a 72. I scored way higher. I gave it an 85 yeah. just because it's it's what I went for. I knew nice. it was going to be filler kills. It's 105 minutes of filler kills and bad decisions. But I like how brutal it is. Because mm-hmm. mo- the other, like, 78 is not as brutal, but the newer ones have been fucking brutal. Yeah. Like, crazy Some shit. Some inventive kills, especially. Like, jumping out the window with mm-hmm. the guy jumping. He, this is like, mental patient who, yeah. like, jumps out the window and lands, and it's just, like, splat. Just everything. Yeah, it. yeah it's nice. crazy. Or like the fluorescent light kill in the beginning. Yeah. With Sandra. That was right. They put, they put a fluorescent too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's just is like... still and it's still on? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and it breaks. Yeah. And... Yes. Yeah. I, that was a good on. scene. Yeah. That was a good scene. Interracial couple also and she was represented. Because <laughs> she was the caretaker at the cemetery in 2018. And so she was showing the podcasters yeah. around for Judith Myers' gravesite. Yeah. And so it was like, that oh, was like a personal. They mentioned podcasts in the movie. Yeah. 
Yeah. Wow. Of course they do. How far crazy. podcasts it's new. have gone. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> That's so funny. But yeah, so good movie. Yeah. Go watch it. Right. Um, and then the last thing we yeah. have to review, sorry, folks, is uh, Lamb. Um, by Vladimir Johansson. So when Corey and I were talking about this pot, this episode, we we're like, "All right, what are we gonna review? All right, we'll do Squid Lamb, Games." Lamb, it looks fucking yeah, creepy. He's like, "We gotta watch Lamb. It looks fucking creepy." I'm like, "A twenty four. Yeah, it, that, that's kind of what sold me too. It was like, "Yeah, they're good. They're a good company." And I was like, "All right, I'll try to watch it." And then I get a text from Corey. I fucking hate it, Lamb. It's so stupid. Don't watch it. We'll find something else to watch. Don't yeah. or something like that. But I had by that time I had already told Casey go and watch it. I was gonna it. watch it anyway, and so it's yeah. not. So Lamb, on its surface, when you hear about it, which I'll blame the fucking advertising. Mm-hmm. I give it a one on this. Yeah, um, you can give it a because zero. <laughs> yeah, zero. Fuck it. Um, so it's. It set it up for like creepy, like Icelandic horror involving like livestock. Yep. So it looked like, oh god, that's I got creepy. Like, I haven't seen the witch, but I got yeah, the, witch, the witch vibes, vibes yeah. from the trailer. Vavitch. I was like, oh, this is what they're yeah. going for. Yeah. Let's call it Vavitch. Yeah, Vavitch. <laughs> like the Robert Eggers are ama- or the Egger brothers are amazing, yeah. right? Um, Lighthouse yeah, that in an A twenty four like A twenty four really gets that picks the cream of the crop for these things. Is that like, who directed Lamb? No. no. Oh, okay. No, it's Vladimir Johansson. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, first, first time. So originally going into it, thought it was like a horror movie where people go crazy and there's like sheep involved or something. But what we get is like completely different. And I was like thrown off, but not in a good way. Um, one night they're in like the, what, the pen or something. It's Christmas night. Christmas night. And, and some shit happens. There's some heavy breathing off camera. Yeah, and, and then shit goes down. Thing then, is born, right? Well, a little, a little bit later. Yeah, the, the the opening scene is the only nighttime scene we get, and I don't. I didn't understand. Where did, when did like it happen on like, Christmas? So like that's the, the sheep got the, it, like she was boned impregnated on, on Christmas okay. by this looming, heavy breathing creature off camera, and it is the only scene that we see at night. And I don't know if that's necessarily because of like. The vision of the director, like yeah. dark, or if it's because Iceland is primarily light during the yeah. time of year that they were filming. Got it. Because um, there was a lot of times that the couple would go to sleep and it was very visibly still light outside. Yeah. So I was um, kind of confused about that dark thing. It was yeah. probably just the shadow, right? Or yeah. Whatever. There was there was a lot going on there, and then there, um, obviously, something happened with their their you, their female sheep. Um, and then they're doing routine birthings and they pull out some normal ones and then they from what the audience can gather, pull they up. pull out a not normal one, but we don't see it. We have yeah. no idea what we're getting invested in. We see this weird like back and forth eyes looking yeah, at each that other. Was there's awkward. obviously some tension. There's some melancholy hanging over this farm life. There's some They've lost know, a child before something, yeah, right? They've if there's some definite sadness yeah. and grief. They might not be doing well financially because they zoomed in on like the dog's bowl, the cat's bowl. They're both empty. The animals are looking yeah. at them like, where's the fucking food? They're cooking potatoes. <laughs> and that's it. So like, obviously there's some, they're, they're, they've been through some shit. Um, and apparently they've been through enough shit to accept whatever just came out of this, this you. And instead of setting it on the floor and letting it drink from mom, like they did with all the other ones, they walk into the house cradling whatever this is. And we don't see it for a while. And then they have that scene shot from inside of the crib. Mm-hmm. 
while the the parents are sleeping you kind of it's a picture shot of inside the crib through the bars and you see the parents sleeping and then you see random like arms yeah like reach up mm-hmm. like kind of like graze through the screen and then that's it like it's kind of grabbing at the the railing on the the like, crib like that oh, yeah kind of like that um but then later they go they like look into the crib and it's like the lamb's head or whatever, and then they take the blanket off, and it's a fucking. Well, no, you don't see it until they lose her. Oh, yeah. You don't see it until they're looking for her, and they're running through the field screaming Ada because they left. He left the fucking door open. Yeah. And then they're looking everywhere. They go check down by the river, which you're like, okay, did shit happen at the river before? Yeah. You're starting to get this feeling. They're they're panicking. They're looking everywhere, and then calm like flows over her face and like it's obvious that they found her yeah he picks her up and cradles her and then you just see human like human body but lamb head yeah and then like takes her back to the house probably yeah but so then they they're raising this fucking like half lamb half human thing Mm -hmm. and then the dog gets killed well the brother comes first the brother comes which is a weird ass like yeah humanity level that i don't think i would have yeah, 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 it's fucking yeah. stupid. Yeah. But so the brother apparently has some like affair going with It's very yeah, it's the with the brother's wife. So the brother shows up the brother shows up on the day so they take this this lamb from the ewe. Yeah. And they're raising it. The ewe keeps following them around and bleeding and making lamb or uh, yeah. sheep noises outside the window. And human mom is very upset about it because um, it's it's annoying. <laughs> she keeps like standing at the window because she wants her baby back. She's yeah. Like, Yo, what? what yeah, the baby? real the real sheep the is sheep like, hey, mom. what the fuck? Yeah. And so Maria, the mother, makes the decision to just go grab the rifle one day and take it out and get rid of the lamb or the sheep problem. Yeah. And then goes and buries it, which happens to be the same time that we're introduced to ingvar the husband's brother peter um and he's just like hiding behind the side of like the barn and we're you're kind of as an audience member we get introduced to him because he's thrown out of a car i I, like i was like wait 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 where is this guy coming from i thought he was gonna be some like homicidal mania yeah i thought he was gonna come murder this couple i thought like shit was i thought like that was gonna run into this lamb and this lamb was gonna be like satanic and then it was gonna like kill this dude that thought he was gonna we didn't go in any of those directions. Yeah, it was weird. It was like, then a Peter slept in the barn for the night, and then the brother comes out, and he's like, oh, you're here again. Where, you know, do you want, are you hungry? And I'm like, we know him. And okay, then they, like, that, that, drink and hang out, but the brother hates the little lamb girl, because yeah. he's like, this is an abomination. What are you doing? Like, Yeah, he's like, what the fuck is this? And Ingvar yeah. looks at him, he's like, happiness. It's like, oh, okay. Because he knows his wife has lost. <laughs> is this in English or child? It's, it's in Icelandic. Icelandic, uh, yeah. yeah. So then, um, it turns out like the brother is like cheating with the brother's wife or mm-hmm. something, or has had an affair, right? Uh, yeah, I'm guessing that it probably happened after they lost their original human yeah. daughter Ada, which again fucked up. If you're in grief and you lose, you lose someone, and then you find some random half human half lamb thing maybe don't name it after your dead daughter mm-hmm. probably brings up <laughs> well, some you do yeah. in a horror shitty movie so yeah, yeah. bad decisions yeah. Yeah. you do in a shitty horror movie yeah. um so anyway 
beyond that, like, you're like, okay, what's the point of this movie? Like, what's the point? They're just fucking, like, hanging out in the house, drinking, watching soccer, or whatever the sport is. Yeah, and then... Uh, they, shuffling, whatever the hell it is they do in Iceland. Yeah. Um, and, and then they switched it over to the music video, because the yeah. brother used to be, like, a rock star. But, like, why do I need to know this? He didn't. Why I, does this guy even I need to be I would have rather known more about whatever folklore they were alluding yeah. to with this creature yeah. that we get another one of at the end. I would have rather had that. Or I would have rather had more flashback to their original daughter dying. Yeah. Like, I expected, because we got a couple, like, when he's running through that, like, marshy area, and he trips, yeah. and he's screaming for original Ada. I was hoping at one point we'd get a scene where it cut to you know mangled, mangled yeah. daughter or like seeing her in the river. Yeah. To you me, need that for feeling. I right? needed to know. You needed a dead kid. I did. Yeah. <laughs> I needed to know how fucked up they were that they they were so grief stricken and grief sick that when a, lamb, or a sheep gave birth to a half human, half lamb thing, it compelled them to go, this is <laughs> oh, okay. a gift, not what the fuck is yeah. this? I needed to know how deep they went totally. down, and I didn't get that. No, and like I feel like the the brother was a pointless plot line. Like, he, he was the audience, because he yeah. was the only one that was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, it was just like, I don't understand it. And then... Pretty much, like, nothing happens in the movie from then on. It's just... Until the very end. Them talking and, like, I don't know. I, it was just useless dialogue. He, it was, like, throwaway tries, dialogue. He tries to... When the husband goes to take a nap, Peter tries to initiate, like, the old flame-type feelings. And she's like, no, I'm going to lock you in a closet. And then he leaves. And then I'm going to make my decision. And I'm going to grab her extra money. I'm going to take you to the bus stop. And you're going to go bye-bye. Because yeah. I love my husband now. Because we have a lamb hybrid daughter. And then we're, they we're sa- she sends him away, and then you hear nothing more about him. Nope, because then you hear it, gone. Because then it's literally the five minutes. Because then it's literally like five minutes until the conclusion of the movie. Yeah, you hear the gunshot because she yeah. comes back, and Ingvar and Ada have gone to walk to go fix the tractor. And yeah, there's like a broken tractor, and so they go cool. do that, and then you hear a gunshot, and she's like, "Oh shit!" And the the wife is like, "Oh shit!" Because it seems like. Ing- what's his name Ingvar. Ingvar is taking her to go shoot her to go kill yeah. the lamb old old yeller style yeah, yeah I think he might have been right I don't think and so then, the, the, when Peter takes her out that's what he was going for yeah but this he didn't have the gun because he couldn't defend himself he yeah. just had the gas can oh got it yeah so yeah, they yeah. walked out and then there you hear the gunshot and then the wife runs and then there's like random giant goat man adult version of ada adult version of ada like goat man ram who, man half naked yeah furry and he's pissed naked. and guess what he ends up doing shooting because somehow Ingvar. He has that thing that thing uh, yeah yeah is it is that it's, it no no it, it's, it's different it's a lot more uh it's more a lot ram. more half and half that thing nope. no no different so not, he ends up getting a lot of photos on he Google. ends up shooting Ingvar, like, okay, the iron, or like the fucking karma, right? Because the wife shot the sheep and now the sheep is shooting the husband. Yeah. Okay, cool. He got his payback. And then he just, the goat man just walks off with the lamb girl. And the wife comes and like cries a bit, little bit over what's his name and then looks off into the distance. Doesn't then, see the goat yeah. man and or her daughter or her daughter and then it just ends. She just kind of like sighs and it's like this weird like acceptance, which is just like all right, that happened fast. Yeah, like but acceptance happens really fast. Is in there this supposed movie. to be some weird metaphor? That's it's basically if you take from nature, nature is gonna take back eventually. Yeah. Okay. That's that's but gonna... 
There was no creepiness. There was zero creepy in this movie. Maybe the part where the dog dies because the the goat man cloud black cloud thing comes in and like kills the the dog. Like like lost. Yeah, the black the black cloud I guess represents darkness with the goat man, and he travels by dark. I don't know, but he like the dog's dead, and then he goes into the barn to go. I guess that's when. He tra- he's looking for the daughter, right? The mm-hmm. lamb girl. And then, yeah, that's it. That's literally all that the movie is. I have a question for you. Yeah. Do we have a trash can movie? Hold on. First, before okay. we do that, I'm fucking pissed at Rotten Tomatoes because Rotten Tomatoes is like, great movie. Got like 85%. And then the user review was pretty high for a while. Right. And then I went to see it. And then the day after, it was like 40 or 39 percent or something or something like low 40s or something and i was like why didn't i know this in the beginning right yeah it's 84 it's fresh and 61 with the audience yeah i thought it was lower it was lower it had to have been lower um i gave this movie a 48 it's trash can it is a trash can movie. Casey? I was more generous. I was up in the sixty-eight. Mm. Just yeah, because but it still sucks. It's still it's still not it's not great, but it was really pretty because mm-hmm. the Iceland is beautiful. Very yeah. well shot. I I really did like that aspect of it, and it's someplace no one's ever taken me before. Yeah, which that alone gives it something. Yeah, was it what it was I was expecting? Absolutely not. Is it a fairy tale? Yeah, because yeah, fairy tales have that that darkness that's only removed when True. Disney producing it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's I mean, Iceland is has some amazing folklore, like some of their Creepy especially their hell, Christmas too. folklore, like Gryla, the one that comes and steals children, and then she's got her thirteen sons, which are all like demonic Santa Clauses. Oh shit, that's creepy. And then what? The, and then the Christmas cat, that's a giant cat that bounds around and okay, like, looks next year's kids. Halloween episode is gonna be folklore, yeah, yeah. creepy shit. I wish they would have, because for a moment, or for I, Christmas, I guess. I did, yeah, we could do that. Yeah, I I did some research and tried to figure out because there's one point where the the you is still alive and she's outside bleeding and and making her noises and everything and Ingvar and Maria are watching TV and she goes did you hear that what did he say because they can't hear over her yeah. and Ingvar goes oh, i don't know something about folklore and i was really hoping that it was almost like a a newscast or like a documentary about there's this crazy half man half yeah. ram thing and like they missed that because of what fucked up thing they'd done that would have connected it all mm. for me yeah if they missed a broadcast about what was going on because they stole something from nature and decided to raise it as their own yeah i feel like it would have come together more for me but i looked that up and could not find any connection there that i just sad. well that's why they're gonna make lamb too right god i hope not <laughs> maria goes to Ramland. yeah like uh, <laughs> she goes to try to find him and everybody's like what is this don't start bringing rams into this mm-hmm. that's my thing oh, yeah you're yeah lambs are those that, that's fine but rams lambs. rams um, so what, what was your score? 60 something? 68. All right. Well, we'll have to 49. We'll have to, so it is a trash can movie. What we do, if it's under 50, we put a little label. I don't know if you see. What, what was that? Wonder Woman, oh, 1984. Yeah. Did we, I think we have to make one for a day to remember too. Oh yeah, we do. Yeah. I got to bring the this label. I got to bring the label machine back in here. Um, all right. Well, don't, don't go watch lamb. Don't. No. Go watch the witch. Yes. The yeah. Movie. The witch. The witch is like very dark. Yeah. Very creepy. Go watch it. But it is. Rooted in language, you got to be very, very Watch it cognizant. With subtitles. Watch yeah. every movie with subtitles. You'll miss shit you didn't realize that you were missing. For sure. 
Love that. And it's amusing with the sound effects how sometimes they like decide <laughs> to subtitle them. It's just it's like, funny. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like they have fun doing that. The writers, yeah. the subtitle writers. All right, All right. let's get out of here. Yeah. Uh, Casey, you got any things to promote? You want to? You know, your I Instagram or anything? Uh, I do have an Instagram. Uh, it's at Ewok Bride. Um, <laughs> not because I'm married to an Ewok, because when I was in high school, actually most of growing up, I loved Ewoks, and they were like, "If you love them so much, you should marry them." So, like, yeah, well, fuck it, classic do it, classic and kid. Surprisingly, thing. Yeah. I never have to compete for that that handle. Yeah, that tag. That's no, awesome. No one's ever taken it first. It's nice. super Shocking. dope. <laughs> All right, well, go uh, go follow Casey, um, and go not scary farm. Go yep. go support your local uh, haunted house, even if it is a cheaper. Yeah, yeah. for sure. They're, tr- they're trying out there. They're trying with the COVID shit. There we are. Uh, Corey, what else we got? We got Halloween this week. Oh, okay. Go watch a Halloween movie. Yep. Go give kids candy. Be safe. Go watch Trick or Treat. Yeah, go watch Trick or Treat. That's a good movie. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. It's a good one. Anthology movie. I do but, need yeah. to watch some more scary movies. Uh, you can check us out at SoSoScrutiny.com and Instagram, SoSoScrutinyPod. Or, or just, we're just SoSoScrutiny, huh? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, and then I'm Robert Arthur Main, the Stocksy. And I'm the Stocksy. All right. Let's get out of here. Thanks, right. Casey, for coming back. We'll, oh, see, you, we'll see, we'll see you in a year. Next year. <laughs> yep. Um, Maybe shorter if we do a creepy Christmas episode. I don't know. Right. I could be I'd down. I'd be down for that. I love creepy May- Christmas. All right. Let's do it. Let's there do a creepy go. Christmas. We'll do a fun one. We'll do both. Yeah. That's going to be the double episode month, huh? We're going to have the work I'm, I'm being out. ambitious. We'll yeah, do it. <laughs> it's a lot of editing for me. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, it's been So So Screeny Podcast. I'm Robert. I'm Corey. Case Fox. <laughs> All right. See you guys later. Bye.